Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh my God, what's going on, y'all? Welcome, welcome to Two Funny Mamas. Uh, Obviously, the other funny mama is busy, I guess, getting ready for her Sherry show. Um, Yeah, her own show. She's pretty busy. Um, So uh, it's just me today. It is just Kim Whitley and Chris. Chris, you there? Hey, what's up, Kim? We've also got a special guest joining us. I was going to say that. that Who do we have? Why can't we be professional? I'm, I, I ask that many times a day. Kim Whitley, thanks for letting me be part of the fun. How are you? This is probably how you ejaculate, too. It's Excuse me? Oh, uh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Just, to the show. Please, Louise, who goes that fast? Hey, Alonzo Bolden, we have on the show. Very funny comedian, actor. Um, give all his credits, Chris. You got to look at him. Look at him. Not ready. Chris, we can see you reading. There's text messages coming in from another funny mama. So I, I thought it was uh, a big deal. Alonzo Bowden, he's a comic. He's got a, a new special out uh, through Helium Records. We're going to show you a clip in a bit. But Alonzo, uh, we're lucky enough to work with him at, at Midcoast Media on some things too. So thanks for joining. And Alonzo is in a very special place, Kim. So he'll have to tell you about it. What's up, Alonzo? We got, probably need to oh, unmute him. Lonzo, are you there? I'm here. Lonzo, oh, my goodness. Here. He's there. What's happening, man? I'm sure he's cussing us out. Live <laughs> I have half of a hotel signal. I have two bars <laughs> and half a Wi-Fi. I only have a Y because, <laughs> him. you've been to Martha's Vineyard. You know it is not designed to work. They don't want you working while you're here. They want you to sit on the porch, read a book, and wave at people go, going by. So I already see my signal froze for a moment. Um, <laughs> tell the people that I'm healthy. It's not me freezing. It's the signal. I'm okay. I, I love that you are in Martha's Vineyard. Absolutely. He is absolutely correct. When you're in Martha's Vineyard, you... You're not supposed to be working or on Wi-Fi. You're supposed to be on the porch. Wait, and this is Black Month. That's what makes it really special. Um, I don't know why Alonzo's because don't you do white clubs? Kim, <laughs> I'm doing the, the comedy week 
and, and I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. And then they started playing Sweet Caroline at the front of the show. And I was like, oh, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. <laughs> you know. Like, you said I'd be all right. Did you say that? They listen to NPR. They know who I am. That's right. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Are you there with uh, Damon Williams? Damon is out of his mind. Damon is having a Damon is show here, and and I'm here with Brandy. It's it's a good show. It's a great week. I had no idea what to expect when they book you for a comedy show and they tell you it's Monday to Friday. You're like, wait a minute, that's not how we work, but that's how they do it here. So it's been it's been a great week. I've been having a good time. Um, Barack hasn't dropped in. I left him. I left his name at the door, but I guess you know he's busy. Yeah, he didn't come last year either. So um, now, question: uh, You're there. Who is on the show with you at Martha's Vineyard? Um, Damon Williams and. She's going to kill me, but I can't remember Brandy's last name. Um, okay, but a girl named Brandy. Okay, that's yeah. fair. She sounds and funny. Damon, and Damon is hosting. Damon's hosting. Yeah, so it's the three of us. Okay, that the, no, that's nice. Uh, Sherry is going to be there next week, I think the 13th. Is that the date? Yeah, is that a date? And she's doing a weekend show. Her poster is right where mine is supposed to be. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They got Sherry Shepard. Three Sherry Shepard posters up there, and the rest of us, and some other comics. <laughs> <laughs> That's That was part of her deal. Sorry. Oh, my God. I was going to fly in to see Sherry and hang out with her. I absolutely love, uh, uh, I want to say Black Monk, uh, and on Martha's Vineyard, it is black paradise. It is everything you want Wakanda to be. Um, with, with the whole. This is what, just, this is what makes him. Wait, is what? Say it again, say it again. Uh-oh. What did you did say? I freeze? No, okay. we just broke up. What did you say? This is what makes me nervous. Martha's Vineyard, as you know, and anyone who's been here knows, everything's made of wood. These are old wooden houses, wooden buildings, and half of the black economy is. If there's yeah. a fire, done. If we're done, if there's a fire, half of the black money in the United States will burn up on Martha's Vineyard. We shouldn't all be here at the same time. I've never thought about that. Oh my god! <laughs> a lot. Oh my god! I knew there was a reason that, why I should. I don't have because the Wi-Fi antenna is made of wood. <laughs> It's a high quality pine. It's too quaint on the vineyard. You know that, Kim. Everything's quaint. You can't get anything done. It is. It is the. I love it. I'm telling you, I uh, wanted to come, and but I wanted to bring my son because if you have kids, you cannot go to the vineyard without your kids. All my friends are going this year. Like everybody I know, like you said, half the black economy is there. Trust and believe. Everyone I know, but you got to pick a week. It's a whole month. So it depends on what week you pick and there's no place to stay. Um, I have a friend who has a house and she lives there, but every, you know, she, her house is always full uh, on this month. Um, are you going to be able to have any fun while you're there? 
Well, you know, I've been, you know what I've been doing? I've been walking around. I, I like walking when I'm on the road, what town I go to, I like to walk. That's like how, how I explore. I've been doing that. And the funny thing about walking on the vineyard is you always end up in the same place. You're like, wait a minute. I went down a different, I went around a different curve, and yet here I am back on Circuit Avenue. It doesn't matter where you go, you're going to end up on Circuit Avenue. <laughs> And I love that too, because while I was doing the show, let me tell you, I was doing the show Martha's Vineyard on Circuit Avenue at the club. My son, Joshua was 10 at the time, just free. It's one of those places, it's, it's, it's one of those places that don't exist uh, anywhere but on Martha's Vineyard. My son in the middle of the night is running up and down the street. He's, he's going in the arcade, all the kids, no one is supervising them. It is, a, it's a magical place. It's definitely a magical yeah. In that respect, it is true. Uh, the it's it's remarkably safe, right? Like you yeah. just see people walking around at night, free range kids. There's free range kids on this island, all over the place. All over um, the place. Women feel safe walking, you know, back and forth to their houses at night, and the streets aren't lit. There's no street lights or anything. I follow the skunks. I just follow the skunks <laughs> to where I'm. Yeah, see, you laughing, you know, a skunks everywhere. <laughs> that's kind of wild. Oh, my God, but that is so funny. They're not spraying you. They're, I guess they're used to people. So they said as long as you leave them alone, they'll leave you alone. And they just kind of scurry past. <laughs> on your way, on your, on your trot to get another ice cream cone. They don't bother you. See, this is the problem. Well, I'm sorry. I, 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 Sherry Shepard, <laughs> we like to break the fourth wall every ten minutes on this show, Alonzo. Go ahead, Kim. Alonzo, Sherry is texting me all kind of threats. I just want you to know about uh, the podcast. She thinks I have hijacked it and taken over. Um, Sherry, uh, we are luckily I got Alonzo on the podcast or there wouldn't be a podcast today. I wouldn't have anybody to talk to. He is struggling. He's on an island with a cell phone. So, <laughs> and he's in a, in a log cabin. We're looking at the ceiling of the log cabin right like, now. Uh, everything, everything here is made of wood. Chris, I don't know if you've ever been here. No, but I'm not, not yet. Everything here is made out of wood. It's how they do things. Sherry, we're good. I love you, Sherry, you know that. I love talking to Kim. Uh, Kim, I don't think we've seen each other since we did Mind of a Man. I was trying to, what did we do together? What was Mind of the Man? Wait, what it was we... that game show that D-Ray hosted. Yeah! Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. 
to syndicated broadcast personalities Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was fun too. I like yeah, that. Rap. Enjoyed that. And because I got to know you, you know, that's what was interesting. And I had a little crush on you for a few minutes, but then I heard all female comics have little crushes on you. So that which you know, I found out after they've gotten over it. Yes. Kim Sherry is not going to remember this. But this had to be, I don't know, 20 something years ago when we were just doing stand up and we were doing a show together and we're out at the, you know, the merch table where you do, I don't know, pictures or, or I guess at that time it was CDs or whatever. And this woman's at the table and she walks away and Sherry's like, that woman was hitting on you. I was like, really? Sherry, you got to kick me and let me know. I'm, I'm totally, this is why I never got married, Kim, because I'm clueless. I have no idea. Beautiful women like you have crushes on me, and I'm trying to write this joke. Did he say I'm trying to write this next joke? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I'm back. I said, beautiful women like you have a crush on me, and I'm focusing on writing the next joke. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Just think about all the jazz cruise tale you could have had over the years, Alonzo. Come on, man. <laughs> First of all, did you, still, you call it a tail? Did you call yeah, it a tail? Yeah, for effect. Thanks, Kim. Kim, Kim, he's the white guy that lives in St. Louis. It, it is tail. No. no. <laughs> of all the people. Hang on, wait. There's a knife. Let me grab that for you, Alonso. <laughs> oh, my. So I, here's something that I wanted. I was hoping Kim would... Uh, would inquire about a little bit. Now, Kim was excited to hear about the new special. I think we have a photo of that. And we have a, actually have a clip, too. I am trying my uh, tail off to get Sherry and Kim. And Sherry's really motivated. They both they want to film a special. You've done some for Showtime. You recently put this one out on YouTube with Helium Records. Uh, you can check this out. Stupid Don't Get Tired. 
available on YouTube now. Go check it out. Lonzo's very funny. If you haven't seen him live, or if you don't hear him on NPR or, or any of the great things he's done, but let's watch this clip really quick, Kim. You got to see this, and let's let's uh, learn a little bit about this process that Alonzo. Oh, so you, oh, you can play stuff for Alonzo, but when I ask you to play a clip. Well, can we play a video? You say no. See, this is now, I, this is controlled no, because now no. whenever the copyright strike comes through, we work with Alonzo so we can easily get rid of it and then you don't lose money off your YouTube channel that we manage. Oh, that's all you had to say. Okay, go <laughs> <laughs> Let's see the clip. What's the matter? What does that mean? We picked the three simplest words we could find. If I say save the whales, I ain't saying the dolphins. I'm just saying the cops killing a lot of whales. And we'd like you to look into this. The Black Lives Matter clip, you can see it on YouTube. But uh, yeah, Alonzo, I really am excited for you. And, and I thought Kim would think it was interesting as well. That process of, a, of putting a special together, it's not easy. Right, but wait, where where do we see his special again? It's on YouTube. It's on just go to YouTube, Helium Comedy, or you can go to my channel and get a link to it, Alonzo Bowden. Wait a minute, it doesn't cost any money. No, no this oh. one, this oh. one we're dropping free on YouTube. Now, when you do one, you're going to get HBO money, so you can't look at what I'm doing. You you different yeah. categories. You no, and Sherry. No, I'm not. Do you, you know Sherry. the amount of comedy you gotta have? No, for real, Alonzo. Do you know the the catalog of comedy jokes you gotta have to say, I'm just gonna drop a special for free? The years and the books and books of comedy that you have? Because that was a pretty funny joke. Let me tell you something. Those are pretty good. I wanna make sure everybody watches that. I'm gonna watch that and try to steal everything I can off of it. <laughs> and here's, if you did it, they'd be like, man, Alonzo stole some jokes from Kim Whitley. Yep. And I'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's exactly how it would go. exactly what they would do. Oh my God, Alonzo. So why don't you tell us the process, so the process of getting ready for a comedy special, because I'm going to have to do it. And well, so to me, to me, it's almost like a, a continuous process because as soon as you do one, you're working on new material for the next one, you know? And so once I get the material, once I get my new hour or, or my new headline set, then you start shopping it around. And in this case, Helium came to me and they had this idea of, so the whole idea on this one was it's going to be a social media release. We're going to release clips on TikTok and um, YouTube, Instagram. And we released clips on this for four months and then dropped the entire special um, on YouTube. So it's a new way of doing it just to get it out to the people, you know. But uh, when the, once the buyer says, hey, we're going to shoot the special on this date, that's when I have to get disciplined and stop clowning around and just doing the set and trimming the fat on the set. You know what I mean? So that so that when I do it for the cameras, it's tight. And then once you have it that tight, then, of course, you know how how it is in the moment. Anything might happen while you're recording. But 
um, yeah, it's just, I think it's just a matter of being more disciplined than the ordinary set where you come in and you, you know, you clown around with the crowd a little bit and you, you might laugh about the, you know, traffic getting to the special or it rained that day. Like you take out all of that and just stick to the discipline of the jokes. That's to me, that's the big difference with the special. And then with the bigger specials, I mean, I did it at club when you do theater specials, then they do get into, you know, the design of the special, the, the stage design, uh, the clothes, the, the colors, so that, you know, you're not wearing the wrong color based on what's behind you and stuff like that. You know, that is, I, I trust the crew with that. Um, the camera people and the director, I'm like, okay, you guys, like, I'll be funny and you guys make it look good, you know? So, so to me, that's the, that's the coordination of doing the show. So on this one for YouTube, you picked out, uh, you all picked the prison theme. Uh, that was the prison <laughs> Well, I mean, we did this one. I'm back. We did this one in the club, right? So this is kind of old school where you have just a 250 seat club and three cameras behind the people, you know? So, so yeah, so it is that it's like, oh, there's a banister in the way. Well, we're not going to move that. We ain't going to move the railing. And it's going to look like you doing time when we go to camera three. So <laughs> crowd, crowd got in on good behavior. Oh my God. Right. Oh, that is so funny because you know what? But David Chappelle does a lot of these uh, smaller um, shows in a club. I, I like that. Yeah. Like well, you that. know, the energy is so much better with, you know, 300 people up close. Yes is 2000 people and and you're not connecting to them you know not i mean not as uh not as intimate unfortunately kim a lot of my shows can be described as intimate (laughs) great great for a date night oh my god no i like that i I think maybe that's what i don't know is that what me and sherry are doing are we doing clubs chris are we gonna do it so we're going to, uh, and tell me, by the way, we have, thanks to Heil Sound for stopping by. They dropped off new headphones, new mic and everything. To this, but so tell me in the comments if I'm still a little hot on the mic, by the way, if I'm a little loud. Um, so the goal is to start at about 500 seats. And then since we're going to have a daytime talk show fueling this once a month tour that we're putting together, I would hope by like the third show, we're having to ask for second shows or bumping up to a thousand. And then maybe by the sixth show, we're maybe pushing a 2000 seater so we'll see but yeah 400 400 person room to start with you two i think that's that's probably where we'll start that's like a a small club i wasn't to baltimore um if you haven't gotten your tickets look i should be there like i said i should be there baltimore uh comedy uh is it club theater on the 18th i think i have two shows friday two shows saturday 18th of august yeah is that coming what? up? <laughs> it's the first time hearing about it, though. So. <laughs> got a podcast a lot of people watch and listen to. First, the audience is hearing about it either. <laughs> Baltimore, yeah. stand up. I'm an actress who acts like a comic, but I'm a comic who acts like an actress. So, uh, you know, they all go. I like doing stand up. Um, it's fun once I get rolling, Alonzo. But I'm going to be honest with you. I was talking to Lonnie Love today. And 
And I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm ready. You know, I'm not ready for Baltimore. She was like, Kim, go and have fun. And you know what it is? I'm tired of doing my same jokes and I don't want the people to be like, oh, she's doing some of her old jokes. I got new stuff around it, but it's not even exciting for me anymore. And But I haven't done a special. None of my jokes, I haven't been on YouTube with them. So, but I went on tour with them and I think I got burnt out uh, on ladies night, uh, even though it was 10 minutes. Um, after a while, you get tired of your own jokes. You're tired of hearing yourself. What do you feel? You're about? right. You, you know, that that does happen. I think that's the challenge, right? When when you get tired of it, to make it new again, even if it's the same jokes, to change something. You know, I remember when I was coming up, God's, uh, one guy, he said, change the order. He said, change the order. Do them in a different order. Because if you do them in, a, in the same order all the time, you make the same jokes funnier. So he's like, so close with a different joke so you're not doing your closer stronger and stuff like and then he said and he said what happens is, and this is true you surprise yourself right like if if the shoe joke is normally the fourth joke and now uh -huh. the shoe joke comes the the tenth joke and and the shirt joke it's a fourth joke now you hit something else on the shirt joke that you didn't say before and you're like oh okay and you know so uh -huh. i think that way that, that it keeps it fresh, just mix mixing up the same joke. I always tell people, look, I got six good jokes. Everything else I built around them for the last 20 something years. I've been fooling. I'm riding the six. Bull, bull, bull. Anybody anybody who's ever seen Alonzo knows that that's not true at all. And I'm and Kim was giving him trouble about doing the white clubs. It's a mixed crowd and anybody can get it, by the way. And it's very no, I, I do, but she she's right. No, Chris, my career has been more in the mainstream comedy world than in the black comedy. That that's absolutely true. It's a good, it's a good thing because everybody's fighting to get to the mainstream comedy. And that's what they told me when I started out, and and I couldn't get any traction in the black club. I remember Cedric the Entertainer telling me, he said, "Man, you keep doing you, they'll catch up." You know, and it was. It was that kind of thing. And the work, the comedy world has changed. And it's funny because now I'm an OG, right? I'm an old head. And I get young mainstream black comics coming to me saying, man, I was watching you back in the day, you know, just like like I was watching guys like Franklin Ajay. You know, that that's one of my heroes, oh, Franklin Ajay. Oh, Frost my God. Or anybody new, you know? And, and yep. um I've always admired guys who can kill on both sides. I mean, guys like Sinbad and Tommy Davidson, it was like, wow, you kill in an all white and all black or a mixed club, which is a, a mm -hmm. talent unto itself. So yeah, I get what you're saying, Kim, and I'm all right. The only problem is I don't get white comedy club money. I never figured that out. <laughs> oh God. I'm working in the white club, getting paid like a black guy. Where did that go wrong? Like a terribly did you say I'm in a white club getting paid like a black guy? That's across the board. <laughs> okay, cut, wow. me off, cut me off the screen whenever he brings. <laughs> That's incredible. Do you do you, do you feel like uh, you feel like Last Comic Standing probably opened up some of those doors too? Oh, absolutely. Last Comic was my introduction to America. You know. Um, yeah. it, I have, the only thing that would have made Last Comic better was if I had done it in this era of social media. You know, oh those of us gosh. did it back then. Like, 
I left last comic with 50,000 MySpace friends. I haven't heard from them in a long time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. They abandoned you. Mm. He said MySpace. Damn, was it that long ago? It was that long ago. It was that it's so long funny. ago. Time goes so fast. I feel like that was just yesterday. Yeah. No, I was. Well, I, you remember, I remember that was. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I remember MySpace. It was. It was the shit. It was like changed the whole game. <laughs> and and, and Facebook. When Facebook came out, they clowned it on MySpace. Like, oh, which, which I don't even. What was his name? The guy who was everybody's friend when Tom. you started. Tom. Tom. That's so. Where that's a good question. Zuckerberg's a billionaire. Where's Tom? He's a he's a million. Dude, hey, he it's the best story. He just got out of the game, made his million bucks. Or I think he just like travels around and still stays everybody's friend. Ah, well, good for him then. He's going out meeting everybody live that he had on MySpace. That's right. He'll be popping up in a town near you soon. That is so great. So okay, I got questions for you. Who? write your material i do um, all of it I hate you yeah I, all of it sometimes you know i'll get tags from people but okay. yeah i just um i'm continually writing george wallace taught me this you you know george always had the pad and that's what he told me he said you're always writing and and it's always been like that so so he as a comic george wallace information i mean george wallace uh says that you should always be writing or was he saying that particularly to you yeah always we're always writing always writing you you know how it is oh sorry i froze again oh i'm back if you don't write it down you'll forget it you know yes it, that's true you have that thought i said something it, earlier today and i was like write it down and i didn't just when you said that i had something early and i was like oh i'm gonna remember there's you have hours and hours and now a couple years worth of stories and every your entire episode of talking about your Europe trip that's a comedy special Kim and a movie and every Burt Kreischer has one story that he's now made a movie off of and is now selling out like damn near arenas off of one story your Europe trip if you honed that if you worked that out and turned that that could be the best 20 minutes you've ever had you have you have you go back and watch a couple year old episodes you've got material over the last few years psh, you do a couple specials off of oh, now that's a question right now then alonzo why didn't you since you do write your own material now i like some comments why didn't you ever go into writing for television since you're so you know funny? the discipline that's what it is i got a few friends well we have mutual friends who are writers right like suli is a great writer yeah. And Chris Spencer said to me one time, he said, man, how come the, the best joke writer I know doesn't have a script? Because of the discipline it takes. I'll start with an idea, but you have to follow through and complete it. And I'll, I'll get it about halfway done. And, you know, I'm still just in love with stand-up. Like you talked about acting. I still just love doing stand-up. So I keep going back to that as opposed to, as a writer told me, as opposed to doing my homework. My homework is sit in front of the computer and write something and and or make it a story like you know like chris was talking about something that happened that i have bits about make it into a story and i'll be the first to admit that um i can be lazy and and undisciplined when it comes to that 
Me too, honey. <laughs> Me too. Uh, now, have you ever have you ever written for other people? Yeah, yes, I've I've written. As a matter of fact, um, you're about to get to pick up a gig here if you're not careful, Alonzo. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, this is this is the first question where Kim starts off asking you to write her a special. Sorry. No, Go ahead. I've had people this year have me um, write for them or punch up their act, and yeah, I I can do that. That that kind of writing is fun. Working with somebody. And and taking their funny and trying to make it funnier, yeah, I definitely can do that. So can I? When you're in the hotel room and during your gigs, can I come in there and um, maybe sit and write with you one late night? Huh? Now, you see, Chris. You see, right she's in front of me, she's doing this right in front of me. A, yeah, a couple what? of years ago. When she had that crush on me, I, she didn't say nothing about coming in my no, hotel there, room. No, there was no hotel room the discussion. Now she keeps the jokes. See, Chris, I'm always a little behind. I'm always, I'm always just a little late, Chris. What Kim, about? I would <laughs> anytime, anywhere. You do not have to worry about that. That would I, be it. Would be a pleasure. I, You're hilarious. You're never home. That was one thing I realized. You live on the road every time I would no, call you. Were... the the pandemic. The pandemic brought me home, uh, and I found out I liked it. So I'm not going out near as much. I got a dog now, Kim. Me what? and my dog, beautiful dog, in the back, and I'm like, I don't need to go anywhere. I'm good. So, oh, look at that! I would love to. I mean, just a different perspective. I think you're very funny. What I really like, I like smart comics. Uh, I think you're very intelligent. I've always said that. That. You can be witty and you can take uh, just like your little joke, just about the whales and the dolphins, and you can uh, change it around. And it's your, you, when you do your stand up, it's not like what everybody else is talking about. And that's what I really appreciate it. And my dad is, my dad's biggest note is always to me you gotta have a surprise. You gotta tell them something and then you surprise the audience, surprise them. So that's his thing, and I think that you do a good job with the surprise. Well, thank you. I will be happy to write you some surprises. You know okay. what, oh, Kim? Yeah. I was talking about this maybe before we get this two funny mamas tour together. Put we putting together a little showcase. I'm saying little, like I'm Kim, putting together a massive, amazing showcase at the Laugh Factory or something. Maybe in October, just with some funny friends and. There you go. You and Alonzo can collaborate. We can put a little, put a little, little showcase together on a weeknight, and uh, there you go. Get some stage time together, and maybe swap some writing. No, I would. I'm, I would be absolutely honored to just the fact that you know, if you just thought of some things and you just tell me what it costs, I hope you ain't really expensive. Well, hey, Joshua. Now, now, Alonzo, you you understand I'm entitled to twenty percent of uh, of any uh, no, thing that comes through this. First of all, this I got this Joshua, Joshua. See, this is so because I, 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 I nobody. I want to take uh, my son. Excuse me, Alexa. <laughs> make an announcement. See, this is what we What's do. What's the Alexa. announcement? Joshua, please call your father. This is what happens. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't answer the phone on the podcast, Kim. <laughs> okay, I'm. You're right. So a lot. So so you definitely well, got married. 
Okay. And, no, I am I am married to this. You are right. Oh, I froze on the road. I'm married to this. You're right. For the past 25 years, the road has dominated my life, <clears throat> my life and my lifestyle. And women will be like, oh, it's okay when you go to work until I go to work. And then because you don't never come home. Call you exactly. Daddy. <laughs> I just go call everybody's everybody's oh. excited about it like you're saying a lot until it's the day five of them having to deal with stuff ah. in an empty house I'm to tell you the toughest thing about doing new material for you is you're you're trapped by your own fame because the minute you drop your name people come in with expectations. So I think the thing to do is not tell them it's a Kim Whitley showcase. You need to just drop in places and do 10 minutes. That way, that way it's not a packed house expecting you to be, you know, polished a material. You know what I mean? Like you could, you, you got to work the kinks out without them knowing you're there. Just like, like Chappelle. Remember when Dave was just, randomly popping up at clubs and doing two yeah. hours and nobody <laughs> knew he was going to be there. So that's how it works because people, people know your name instantly. If, you, if, if you're going to be at the laugh factory, they're going to be there and they're going to be, you know, the expectation and this and that. And it's like, no, they, when you're, when you're famous, they don't give you the freedom to, uh, to try the new stuff. That's so why just... I would other comments like Eddie Murphy and, and other people have not gone back to stand up because the expectation is heavy. Right. And and they don't understand the process. They think that you just gotta sit down and have it. You know, they they'll be like, Kevin Hart wasn't funny. Well, Kevin Hart's been funny a lot. He's working on new funny, you know. <laughs> which yes. is which is why they don't want you to record their stuff, right? Because it, it's strange how people I love you, but I'm anxious to see you fail. (laughs) (laughs) Alonzo, do you think it's true? I think it's interesting, too, having done, we did a live podcast, and I just saw Kim just light up the room, and that's different than the stand-up stuff, obviously, but she's so good with improv. With famous people like Kim that come in, and they're going to just be excited no matter what, what when does that run out? Is it 90 seconds, two minutes? When does the fame get, when gas tank run out? It depends on where you are and what crowd it is, right? Because yeah. in LA, they're more used to seeing famous people, so they appreciate you coming out. But they also know that hey, you're here working on stuff. You're here, you know what I mean? Like when you, it's a Wednesday night, Tuesday night at the Laugh Factory, the Improv, or something. They know that this isn't that show, so they're happy you're there and they're excited to see you. Whereas if you go to a, a smaller city, if you're if you're in Phoenix or you're in I don't know San Francisco, St. Louis, you know, yeah. then then the fame carries you a lot farther because they're not <laughs> used to seeing famous people drop in, the, so they're gonna ride yeah. the whole set based on your fame. Yeah, it, it is a, a tough, and a lot of my friends' comics always say, "Oh." Yeah, you're gonna do fine because you're famous. Going, to, they don't know your heart is beating. You like it puts an extra pre- it puts extra pressure on you. Um, you know. Well, so the fun. good side of that, the good uh-huh. side of that, Kim, it shows you care, because we know we know there are famous people 
that don't care. And they'll just get up there and say anything and walk away. Wow. They'll hit they'll, they'll hit the road and sell out funny bones or heliums or whatever for a whole weekend. And I'm telling you, it'll be packed and they will make money and people do keep coming back. I'm thinking of some ex SNL people that are not stand ups. And to be honest, like from a fan perspective and somebody who pays attention to a lot of comedy, it's, it's embarrassing. It's it's really rough. It can be like with a few that I'm thinking of, but they well, still make so still make the money. <laughs> let me let me tell you what my gig was probably from about, let's say from year six to ten or six to twelve. Listen, we got so and so coming in, but we need you to make the show funny. So they're gonna host, and you're gonna do twenty minutes, and then they got another comic like me. You're each gonna do twenty minutes, so we sure everybody has a good time. <laughs> oh wow that's how i do my shows that's, <laughs> how, that's how she blew david arnold up <laughs> i tried to put funny comics with the show i always wanted to have a good show even like when i go to cleveland improv it's my home it we sell out but i always make sure that people know when they come to a kim whitley show you know i'm gonna bring a good comic we're gonna have a good time uh, I like to bring new comics uh, up and coming, but you know, the funny. What does Sherry want? Excuse me, <laughs> Sherry. I'm on our podcast. Speakerphone, speakerphone, please. Outside. You're outside. Yeah. Stay on, Alonzo. This should be good. Oh my oh, god! You I think you take a code test. No, hey. don't get off. Stay, stay, stay. Why don't you know the gate code? I've given it to you a hundred times. NAACP Image Award winning podcast. Two funny mamas. That's Sherry Shepard on the phone. Alonzo Bowden. You can check out his new special on Helium. (laughs) YouTube channel. And and tell Sherry to grab the package while she's out there. Thank you, Alonzo. Yeah, right. This is the package while you're out there. She's upset. This is what happens when you have evil intentions in your heart. You don't tell nobody nothing. I didn't know nothing. I'm out here one day on day. She's in L.A. Are one you, day. Aren't you, throw, you throwing her a going away party tomorrow? I can't even believe it. Okay. And oh. then I got Erlene on the other eye going, I'm saying, um, um, who is this? Who is this? Who's trying to get in? Hello? Oh, this is great. Can somebody let, let can some, Joshua? <laughs> this is, Alonzo, this is, this is what the keeps the fans there. coming back. To be honest, like on, this is how you win awards. This is what you do. My gate. She doesn't make Sherry comes up. Huh? Uh oh. I know you're not coming over here with no makeup on. That's what the, the dog doesn't know who you are. The dog is barking. She brought the package in. Oh. You just came over? You going in the kitchen? You going in the kitchen? I'm not doing. A, I'm having a makeup on. I don't have no hair. You go and do your lives with no makeup and hair on, so now our podcast is not worthy of your regular self. You didn't even tell me you were doing podcast. Oh, you got Tory Burch earrings on, so now you making money. You wearing all fancy earrings. <laughs> Sherry, please jump on, please. Not, she ain't got no makeup on. She looks she beautiful. Burst. Everybody compliments the hell out of her when she jumps on with yes, no makeup. Yes, she always got no makeup. Oh, on. and I, he got a lot of nerve because he didn't tell me nothing either, Chris. Don't you know? You know what I do with receipts? Careful. Forget I get a message. All I get from Edie was, "Do you want to do a live t- today?" I said, "We can do a live tonight because I thought it was just gonna be us on the phone." 
I was like, we could do a live show. I didn't know it was like full-fledged production. I'm sitting over in Starbucks. You, but you know we have company on the podcast. Oh, you acting a fool. Oh. Alonzo Bolden is on here. Alonzo ain't nobody. He, we don't <laughs> Thank you, Sherry. I Thank tried you. to sleep with Alonzo 12 years ago. I did too. <laughs> he said no. He said no. I, I find, I, years ago, like 20. 20 years ago, Alonzo. She said she Sherry, tried. What did you have to say for yourself, sir? <laughs> I didn't have a chance back then. I didn't have oh, a chance. Please. You know it. It was before you was big time and got on uh, America's Greatest Comics. It was. It wasn't. Before you got your big time motorcycle and you have kids, you were bringing in hoes no. in all the comedy clubs. All the no. women, did you bring put in. put them on Front Street. I tried to talk to you. I hold let up, it be known I liked you. Okay, I get Kim, What? Kim, oh my God. Did, Kim will tell you. I told this story. You I told this story, story about me being clueless when I was getting hit on. You even told me one time when a woman was hitting on me. I told you I was clueless. I didn't know. Yeah, but what I got to say, I said, Alonzo, I like you. Oh, Wait, what, how clueless well, that, that, that is pretty dumb. That's pretty dumb. Yeah. That's I, okay. I didn't hear that part. Nah, I, I, I don't remember. Man, oh, you know me. why? Because you rode up in your new blue motorcycle. Yeah, I think the same. And, <laughs> and, 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 and he had all these new women around. All the new women. He didn't care about us comics. When Alonzo bought right. a house, all them hoes was over at his house. He bought a new house. Yep, now he got two hoes with a dog. In the oh, house. Now he got a dog. Hoes all over the place. Still ain't trying to talk Chris, to nobody. Chris, Chris, this is coming from two women with houses bigger than mine. <laughs> I ain't buzzing nobody in the gate. They ain't, they ain't, they ain't no gate. The UPS guy don't have to call me to drop something off, but I'm somehow no good. Alonzo, you're grinding at the Red Roof Inn and Martha's Vineyard, and they're all over your ass. Yeah. Hey, I promise you, I promise you, if I told Sherry and Kim what hotel I'm in, they would both go, where? Where? <laughs> I ain't never heard of that. Where is that at? You, you ain't don't near the beach. Don't the openers stay there? Red, red roof, what? What? Red anything. Red anything is bad. He's in Martha's Vineyard. Oh, they are, they're destroying me. I, he, he said, Chris, don't let them lie you. I, I can't believe I feel responsible. I didn't have a chance with either one of these women. Chris, I was a strong middle act headline in B rooms. You think you think I'm a at the time Sherry was on her third sitcom. Now right. how much chance I got? Right. How much right. chance I got? Sherry's on her third sitcom. You ain't never worked Redlands. Redlands. <laughs> he done yelled out Redlands. Now that was funny. Alonzo's Alonzo's proud walking into the comedy club trying to tell you all about the fourth uh, the fourth time he was an extra playing security in a movie. Sherry's just brushing him off like no no no. I was I'm on network yeah. TV. Yeah. No wait wait wait. You don't understand. This is the funniest thing. Sherry, I don't forgot what I was gonna say. It was so funny. It's the age. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said he's in Martha's Vineyard and his picture and other comics up. But your your poster for your show is all around. <laughs> Watching they picture, I said, oh, my God. It was like the Sherry Shepherd show and them other comics. <laughs> That's why I love you, Alonzo. I got a story about Alonzo Biden. 
Alonzo is so freaking funny. Like funny. if you've never seen Alonzo, Incredible. run to see yeah. him. Yes. His mind is so brilliant. His wordplay is so brilliant. So we went and did a college 30 years ago, 20 mm. years ago, and <laughs> it was all affluent white kids. And I got up and bombed. Like, you wouldn't believe my oh, self-esteem was so low. That had been the perfect time to get some, Alonzo. Right. But you couldn't even turn me down that night. You could have done some weird, wait weird stuff. Wait a minute. Before, before all these perfect times to get some, Sherry, you were a good girl. And you were known as a good girl. So, I wasn't. Okay. Well, hold up, hold up, hold up. Before you continue that story. If she was known as a good girl, what was I known as? Oh, you don't, don't even want to know. Alonzo, don't. Kim, I didn't. I didn't know you back then, Kim. I didn't know you. I oh. knew of you. We that had was my reputation too, Alonzo. You were, no, you were sexy as hell. There was no question about that. But I didn't know you. And you, you had security. Did, did you say I had security? <laughs> did you say I had security? No, Alonzo, you, had you security. never saw Kim on stage. You never saw Kim on stage when she wore them tight, sexy dresses at the Ha Ha Cafe. Every man, no. every time no. would come no. to see Kim no. Tight bandage dresses. She okay. don't wear them no more. She she don't wear those kind of dresses. Because I got a stomach in now. Wait, wait, Alonzo, what was you about to say, baby? No, I didn't. We didn't know each other then. We knew of each other, right, Kim? We knew of each other. We, I'm Chris. I've never been destroyed by two women who wanted to hook up with me back when I had no idea. <laughs> oh, look at what you could have had. Look at you could have. You could have got. Fr Three some famous women. If you was awake, <laughs> you was awake. Wait, I like Alonzo. Look how Sherry slid one titty into the. <laughs> I know. I know. She's just letting. They just being mean now. They just being mean. Right, right. This could no, have been but yours. Story about oh, she got to finish the story. Okay, go ahead. So we're at this very affluent college, pretty ninety oh, percent yes. white mm -hmm. students, and I bomb, mm -hmm. bomb. Alonzo got up and did an hour and killed. They were on the floor. He was using words I had no idea how to even tell to look. Yes, yes, he was that. doing. He was doing all of those things: enumeration, alliteration, numerology, my, analogies, predicate <laughs> participles. He literally had these the student body and the staff on the floor I and as i sat there and no cried problem. i was just like this is the most brilliant and brilliance turns me on like yes. this you could be poor but if you're brilliant my God. <laughs> so you, you were poor back then I'm that's like, why i didn't talk to him i like him dumb but go ahead <laughs> no but, i was gonna know, say if alonzo Alonso, starts no way chris he was so good I've never seen a response like that at a college. Mm -hmm. And then I see Alonzo now, even, you know, I, I, Alonzo don't even know what you try to talk to him. But even when we're at comedy clubs, I sit in the back and I just watch, watch Alonzo. Yeah. And you are magic when you are on the stage, Alonzo. My well, respect, forget the horniness, my respect for you. <laughs> I have respect too, but I think that's why I didn't give him none too. Yeah. I think you look at him, you're like, oh, he's so smart, he's so yeah. nice. I don't want to, oh, I don't want to ruin him. Yeah, I think that's why we we probably did. You could have, you could have ruined me. You could have ruined <laughs> at least for a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> at least for, you know, 
If you'd have ruined me for a week, I'd be on TMZ. I'd be like, remember that time, Kim? Remember that time? See, I can't even tell that story. I'd be on TMZ behind the thing. Remember that time? What is happening? What's happening? No, I'll tell you. What happened with Sherry? Sherry What I said, Sherry, is funny. We need a TV show together. You know what? On your hiatus, we need to be doing a sitcom or a reality show. When I tell you the shenanigans with me and Sherry Shepard, y'all have no idea how ignorant this girl is in real life. <laughs> like we do her little sitcom, she all da, da, da. but her true self, there's something wrong. Shut your mouth. <laughs> there's something wrong right I, now. I, I found I'm being mean to you. That is true. You would. I used to have a little mirror here. Go on and see that big new mirror I got in the kitchen? That little people round are, one. I want a new one. See, people in the comments the are begging to see more than just Sherry's right breast. Is that what they're saying? They're saying, why is, Why do we only get to see a titty? <laughs> that is hysterical. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something, Kim. And you can back me up on this. Okay. When brothers... With looking at Cherry back in the day, what was the second day? Yo, man, you go to church? Nah, then you ain't got no shot. You ain't got no shot. Oh. You're a good girl. You had to go to church. Damn, they didn't say that. You ever seen that me in a church, Kim? Uh, <laughs> they didn't say that. Oh, Kim Whitley, they didn't. That was backed that. up. That was backed up. Joe Rogan was talking about her with a, another comic, and I was like, oh, I hope they don't like say anything mean or anything. And Joe goes, she is hilarious, and said, She's a God fear. She was a very God fearing lover of Christ at the time. That was the rep. That was the thing. So I believe she's it. She's a good girl. She was a good girl, and and yeah, you know, that's I mean, my the reputation respect. too. Kim. No, no, that's Kim. my reputation among Kim. rappers. The rappers say now. I don't know about no, the no. comments, all the rappers say that Kim Whitley. She she she's good. She give you a hand job, but that's about it, huh? So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. No, I'm Kim I Whitley. A, everybody, I had a good reputation. Just, I think men just thought that I was crazy, and because I played that character on on uh, Next Friday, Sugar, they the expectations that uh, Sherry didn't play those kind of characters. I played a whole prostitute all the time, so men approached me differently, and I think I got, you know, I got irritated because they approached me differently. They thought I was her. I was like, that's a character. Um, so that was always my journey that to say, I'm not sugar. I'm not the girl off of uh, curvy enthusiasm. So I think I, you know, a lot of them, you know, got stiff armed because they came the wrong way. Now, had they shown me, me money, huh? <laughs> Let me ask huh? you this, then. The, the woman, and I can't remember the name, but she played Stifler's mom on the American Pie movies. You, you acted with her on, uh, on the show with Jonathan Kite, uh, Two Broke Girls. Oh. You broke girls. Um, uh, uh, Jennifer Coolidge. Did you? Right. Alonzo's up so to did, date. Nice pull. Did you read what she said? She okay. said, she said because of American Pie, Kim. she hooked up with two hundred guys because of being on that sh in that movie because of that character. So what do you what? think of that? That she took the character and made it real. She was like, yeah, I am a milf. I am Stifler's mom. Now let's go upstairs. Said that yesterday. Two hundred. Yeah. She said two hundred dudes after the American Pie stuff. Because of American Pie, she hooked up with two hundred men. She had sex. Not with all at once. <laughs> That's not true. She didn't specify. To be fair, 
They said she just said it yesterday. Because I was saying my characters as a prostitute and everything, men approached me differently. They were saying Joe Rogan and said you were very religious. And oh, she said yeah, Joe Rogan calls me Christian girl. Right, Uh right. So you Christian girl, but I'm prostitute girl. I don't like none of that. But you didn't have sex with no two hundred. She said her as Jennifer Coolidge. Had sex with two hundred men. Jennifer Coolidge yeah, said she said it after wow. after the that role, meaning late her yeah. late forties. Since the, I mean, yeah, that role. She said after that role, over two hundred encounters. That's how she put it. But who counts? Is I she mean, dying of cancer? Is that why she's saying all of this? <laughs> what the heck? No, why people love it. People are loving it for her saying it. You know why? Because she's owning it, right? Because they always get on women. Like if a guy, if James Bond said, you know, if Dan- Daniel Craig said, I played James Bond and then I hooked up with 200 women, people would be like, oh, you the man. So she's owning it. She's like, yeah, I was. Don't a woman Bond. look at, uh, uh, Alonzo, a woman don't look at a man, Daniel Craig saying, I hooked up with 200 men and go, you the man. You know, we go, how much herpes does he have? Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> that's what we say. We don't look at you and go, we go Ooh, that's we look at you and go, that's nasty. Dirty, 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 That's the way we don't look at no man and go, Ooh, he's sexy. Women, he I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. I'm saying society. Society looks at a guy like that and says, That's a stud, right? But if a woman does it, she's a hoe. So what Jennifer did is she has owned it. She's owned it and people are loving it. People are like, good for you. Okay. Okay. Good. Different day. Kim. I mean, and just for the record, I am not one of the 200, but I wish I was. Let me tell you something. I don't care what, I don't care. Let let me tell you something. I'm a grown woman. I don't care what society is saying to those people who getting on the internet and making their little comments. Let Jennifer Coolidge be sitting across from somebody having dinner. A man that's interested in her, and she says, "I slept with over two hundred men." And let's see who makes that phone call the next day. That is true. Well, now he's going to know people it. You don't know, folks. You don't know can get on there. That's why I don't be reading stuff because people tell me I'm mean to her, which I am. But people, people you don't know can get on there and say a whole bunch of stuff, and you get your little validation. But you're sitting across from somebody, Alonzo, literally. You take me to dinner and, and you tell me about yourself, Sherry. And I go, well, you know, I did a movie. I slept with over 200 men. You, that's what your face going to look like right now. <laughs> you know, your, in, your inside voice is going to be going like, oh, hell no, this is a hoe. How fast do I get out of this dinner? And I'm going to sit there and go, oh, so Alonzo, will you call me back? Or you'll be thinking, wow, you must be really good in bed. I wonder what I'm going to get you to do. I, so I, a society, well, whatever, spin. After 200, I would hope you are good. I would hope you picked up. <laughs> yeah. Great point. Okay. Men are so different. Why don't you get a chair? Yeah, I was going to say, Kim, can we get a, a chair for the 51% owner of Two Funny Mamas LLC, please? Chris going to get choked. First she's, of all, Alonzo, she's awesome. I didn't maybe, know maybe I'm into that. I didn't know about this. I was sitting at Starbucks having a jasmine mint tea. And I was like missing my friend, and I was like, I'm gonna call Kim and see if I could take her out to dinner. When all of a sudden, I uh, Chris, you did call me because I was on the phone. Oh my god! Um, and but then uh, I get a I get a message, a text that says we're going live. Hope you hope you can join us. 
Um, but I sent it. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, Chris, Chris was like, well, tell her. I said, Sherry ain't doing nothing. I said, I was just on the phone with her after I finished Daily Pop. I said, she ain't doing nothing. Alonzo, I just came from the doctor. My blood pressure was so high. Yes. And, and I told Kim, I said, because she wants me to take an edible. And I said, I, won't, I don't need an edible. Once I get around my friends, I'm going to be okay. So the next message, so I'm right chilling, here. going, I'm going to be around my friends, so I'm going to be good. My blood pressure going to go down. When I get a message, we're going live. Hope you can join us. Blood pressure Nobody, shot back now, up. We, we both have won the NAACP Image Award for this podcast. Uh, Chris and Kim are trying to undermine me, trying to sabotage she me. She thinks I'm trying to steal <laughs> under me. They think but, I, don't know. I am kind of smart. I'm not as smart as you, Alonzo, but I'm kind of smart. <laughs> And I know when it's the hospital, take the fuck over. Excuse me. Take the heck over. I know when it is. And it's happening right underneath my feet. Right. But see, they didn't expect me to get an Uber from my hotel and come over. I, I brought my wagon. Yes, I brought I, I came out of my car. I don't live here no more. Oh, so, so I'm in for one day. Here. I tell them in for one day. You did text me and said I'm homeless. And I guess I was supposed to text back and say, oh, you can come over. That's what I said. I don't have a I place to go. So I had to go get a hotel. You know what she said when I said, Kim, I'm homeless. I don't I have anywhere doing to stay. A show. I was she doing... said, I'm on E Pop Daily with Lonnie. <laughs> you know, and then I come over here and she goes, Alonzo's on the phone. The man I tried to sleep with that I told I'm like, okay, look. I'm just getting it from all okay, ends. The back like... and the front. Would you like to spend the night? <laughs> no, no, no. Sherry. Sherry, you missed this part. And and if you have the graphic, Sherry, you can you can watch Alonzo's new special on YouTube. You can check it out and you can enjoy It's like your own personal hour with him. Check it out on Helium Comedy Studios YouTube site. So check that out. Just out the blue and then throws up Alonzo's thing. Where's all your cute outfits, Alonzo, that you always be wearing on stage? Oh, see what I tell you, Alonzo. Here comes the prison talk. Put it back up. Put it back up. Told you. What women? See how women look? I said, look at Alonzo. He got on the. I said, they was doing the prison thing. Right. Is that what you're saying? You're yeah, don't, See, you, Alonzo, you don't want to listen to nobody. He's, Alonzo gets on stage. Let me tell you something. Alonzo rocks the baddest outfits. Like, Alonzo rocks, like, you know, Brad Pitt wore kilt. I've seen Alonzo in kilt. No, you didn't. No, well, you, you didn't. know, his legs not showing, but he'll be wearing like this skirt thing or he'll wear like the big voluminous sleeve things. And he Alonzo? Be, I've Alonzo, never seen Alonzo. Oh my God. Like Alonzo be Is this just in your dreams? Okay. Holding as a fashion icon? He got a big No, I'm not a fashion icon. Or that was a it was a gray sweatshirt. That's what I was wearing. It was just a gray Alonzo. sweatshirt. It wasn't, it wasn't so actually actually it was a fear of God sweatshirt. It cost a fortune. I hate to I hate to find out now that that sweatshirt looked awful as much as it cost. What? <laughs> Why you don't, it was expensive. Why don't come to your friends and ask us, should I wear this? Yeah, talk to the women. Talk to the women. The women that's it was fine. It was fine. And, 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 you know, and I'm sure the special it's is great. Alonzo. The special going to be funny. The special is going to be No, this, listen, people have changed, right? I, and Sherry, you're right. My other specials, I'm always wearing a jacket. I'm always. But this one, it was like you're doing a club. People are doing them in club. Michael Che is doing them in hoodies. You know, Chase okay, doing well, I told Michael Shay the same thing. We did a show in we did a show in at Caroline's in New York. And I said, When are you gonna stop wearing them damn hoodies? Did you say you was like, Are you nineteen? No, I didn't say you're nineteen. We did a show with, with Marlon Wayans. Oh, let me tell you what Michael Che did. Marlon Wayans was hosting. It was a it was a, a sponsored thing for P and G, which is Procter and Gamble. 
So you know those kind of things, Alonzo. You can't oh, yeah. curse right. on stage. They got they're very very strict. They pay you good money, yep. and they tell you you can't curse. So Marlon Wayans was very clean as he hosted. He introduced Michael Che. I went up, was very clean, talked about toilet paper and everything, and um, <laughs> introduced Michael Che as one of the head senior writers of SNL. Do you know Michael Che got on this stage in a hoodie? And said the N word maybe fifty two times. Mf <laughs> that boy cursed so much, and Marla looked at me and was like, "Ain't none of us N words getting paid tonight." <laughs> <laughs> That's you know why that one. You know why he did that? Why? Because he has twenty years of SNL money in his pocket. That's why. <laughs> Good point. That he got true. twenty years of SNL money. He didn't need that money. That's why these corporations, I'm sorry, I'm freezing. I'm on the vineyard. The you're good. No, you're fine. But you're in the red that's system. why these corporations need to hire me because I'm hungry. I'll be Disney clean. <laughs> he said Disney clean. Do you think if I put Alonzo on my show, he would take me out? Is that me too? I don't want to me too myself. No, I no, start. that is. That is me Cherry, too. Cherry, oh. well, Cherry, if, if I was ever in the same city with you, I would love to take you out. We will talk, and one of us is going somewhere. The other's going somewhere else. We've we've had this conversation. Okay. Lonzo's gonna write something for me. Kim, oh, he's yeah, not. Kim, Kim's over Are here trying serious? to hire him. Lonzo's gonna write really? material. Are you gonna understand what he writes? See, this is the problem. Oh right my here. gosh, why? you're gonna write for her? <laughs> I was gonna. I'm a, I'm a oh, why am I speaking now? You can't write for Kim. You gotta understand the. <laughs> Like, Alonzo, do you understand how Alonzo mind, Chris, you even know this about Alonzo. Oh, of course. His mind is like, literally, Alonzo's mind is like, I, I literally could compare him to a Dave Chappelle in a different way. His mind, the way it works. My mind. What about you my mind? Kim, Kim you think people are trying to be better than you if we use more than three syllables? I mean, it's... <laughs> And she get mad. Lonzo, I'm watching your special. Wait, what? Let me write this down. I'm gonna watch you it be right better off stealing this stuff. Let me it's see done. how he talked first before I find it. Here, let let's. Me, hey, let's let show him some love. Let's watch this. Let's show Sherry the. Let's show Sherry the 30 second clip one more time. And if you missed it earlier, again, it's tell you here. Watch this. Watch. Black Lives Matter. What does that mean? We picked the three simplest words we could find. If I say save the whales, I ain't saying the dolphins. I'm just saying the cops killing a lot of whales. And we'd like you to look into this. Just a little little slice of what you'll uh, get to enjoy. So all I got to do is put your name in the YouTube and this is going to come up. Kim, yeah. I will I will text you the link. I'm gonna. I'm stating publicly. My goal is to take Sherry Shepherd out to dinner. That is my goal. In whatever city I have to be in, however, however many assistants I have to talk to, you know. New York, New York. You you need to double up. Go on her show and then take her to dinner. Just let him live his. I know. Because yeah, when I was a struggling comic, he didn't say none of this. That's what I'm saying. So let's, now you like my ex husband. He does that. Wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you say. Alonzo said the same wait, thing to me. Let me stop right now. Yeah, he he was like, we're going to hook up. We're going to talk. And you don't hear from Alonzo. He get on his motorcycle and he go. And he ride away. He <laughs> doesn't do that. He can make the wait promise he ride away in a motorcycle. 
no, no, no. Did you say when you were in regular comedy, did you just say that? I said when I was Sher a struggling comic. Sherry, you were a struggling comic for 18 minutes. You had a sitcom <laughs> before we could afford to buy a TV to watch <laughs> you on TV. We would do an open mic. It's like, where's Sherry? Oh, she's over at Universal on her second show. Really? That's nice. Alonzo, you better stop putting it out there. You remember when we used to do that open mic show at the uh, at the hotel with the lady? She, uh, uh, yeah. Rest her soul. And <laughs> Alonzo had a different woman in with him every week. <laughs> I yeah. remember. Alonzo. Yeah, we all did. We had women who spoke German and had no idea what we were talking about. Remember that? <laughs> I wish I was hanging was with y'all, man. That's because you was doing, you was doing the commercials, Kim. You were oh, always on commercials. commercials. Like, you yeah. was known as a commercial <laughs> You didn't hang with us. You I just know, walked. In, you just walked into a comedy club and was like, "I'm here." I did. I never did that. I never did, did that. Did. <laughs> you always did that. I just, you know, they you turn around, I, you I show them your booty comedy. and the tight. Yeah, you did do backdoor comedy. You go, you turn around, they see your booty and them dimples, and you were gone. You you teased. I, but I got on stage and did my work. I just. I saw. I saw a documentary that said Kim was a big part of uh, of Fat Tuesdays. So. I mean, I think she was out there crushing. Yeah, she was out there. Her name? Did you see Kim's name on the Comedy Store, Alonzo? Yeah, that's my name. Alonzo's yes. name is on there. I know. My name is on there. I asked him to put my name between both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your name, Alonzo, on the Comedy Store wall? Okay, I'm, you want a bit of trivia? You think I'm I'm all that as a comic? I'm uh -huh. frozen again. We we see you. We see you. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Anyway. You think I'm all that? I have never been passed at the comedy store. To this day, I, I, I am not a comedy store regular. And the only reason my name is on the San Diego comedy store is the manager liked me. I've only worked there twice. It's very strange. Well, I mean, let's go ahead. Let's make you feel better, Alonzo. I've never been a regular at the comedy store. I've probably been there five times just in the door. and they But your name's name on the wall of the fat tuesdays okay well can i can i say sherry has, i've been a regular at the comedy store for yeah her those, dna is on the wall i my she name didn't. is up above john uh, uh who's the one that was uh they said it was harassing all of them my name is up there aunt? The, no not aunt the, on the main room um um wall up at the top mm -hmm. and i've been a regular for over a decade at the comedy store I auditioned for Minty over 12 times. So, so go ahead, go ahead. Go I ahead. just had to put that out there. Andre! No, I... What's up? What's up? Everybody's just showing up in my house. Yes. <laughs> You're getting the full experience, Alonzo. Yeah, Alonzo. Look, Alonzo, they go Andre. You got to come uh, in. What up, man? What's up? What's up, Andre? Oh, what up, what's Andre? Up, How you doing, man? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I give no one chairs. Andre, Andre, did you know the did you know the code? Did you know the code to get in? Who me? Mm -hmm. Did you know the code to get in? Oh, of course. I don't I'm use just... the code. I just ring the doorbell. It was ridiculous. Is. I broke the I call button out there because I kept the wires putting in the new floors. I cut all kind of stuff wrong. You did. So you, the button, you can't even, the button's wrong. Okay, it's she has a gate in a you know. What is you doing? I would have seen. I was giving you a kiss. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> you know, bite your head off. Look See, at this. Alonzo, that could have been you. Oh. And that's the same reaction. I, 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 that's what it. Like, I love it. 
A lot of them said that same reaction. What are you doing? <laughs> Oh yeah, you've been in New York. I forgot. You might have had a monkeypox. Oh, uh, I think. Oh, excuse me. It's a state of emergency out here as well. But oh wait, you have been in New York. Where is it's a state of emergency in LA? Did you wash your hands? Alonzo, what <laughs> time's your show? Wait, oh, I got time. I ain't going anywhere. Okay, just make just making sure. Have you talked about that, Alonzo? About what? Ah, get back in the camera. Do you feel? Do you have any fur growing? I think she you? meant monkeypox. Yeah. Have I Go talked about monkeypox? Yes. Just a little bit. I'm just starting on that. I'm still trying to get over the idiots who won't get their vaccines for uh, COVID. You know, we, we're yeah. still we're still fighting that. These anti-vax people. Vaccines don't work. I'm like, really? Has your polio flared up lately? No. Somebody in New York got it. Do you see that? Polio? Polio? Yeah, Paul, it came back a couple times. That's why I got Joshua. I was not getting him vaccinated as a kid. And the doctor looked at me and showed me some statistics. She said, you know, polio is uh, coming I back. still got the bullet wound on my behind from the polio shot. I got, this is how old I am. I got the round circle on my arm. I'll tell you, remember when they yeah. did they at the school? At the school. They did us like when a, we a kid, When we were kids, us- they didn't ask anybody about vaccines. They just gave you your vaccine. That's they true. didn't ask anybody. You imagine saying, oh, I don't want to get that because I might be autistic. That's how far you get. You get the art before they slapped you in the mouth and gave you a shot. Yeah, you remember that. You remember that. Thank you, Andre. Thank you so much. You remember that um, um, Rod Serling? The, what's that show Rod Serling used to have? Night Gallery. Oh, Night Gallery. Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. <laughs> you remember that one, The Recipe? It was called The Recipe, where they were going to Mars and they didn't realize that the Martians were going to eat them, and they was all lined oh, up getting on the right. getting on the spaceship yeah. because the recipe book was in Martian. And once they translated it, they were getting on the thing, and the lady was like, "It's a cookbook." <laughs> but when we did our polio vaccines, I all I remember is the kids lined up like little robots. Yes. And then we would they would shoot us with the thing. We didn't get to say nothing, and they popped a sugar cube in our mouth like a horse. Yeah. Damn. And we didn't say nothing. We did, and our parents didn't like say Like a horse. Did, did our parents even know we were getting shots? Probably not. Damn. I just, you know, it's but so funny. I, I just got a shot, a B12 shot today. And, and I said. Oh, that's what I need. Because it'll give yeah, you energy. It'll give you energy and testosterone. I need one in my. I need. In your, oh, yeah. you want the, oh, you want, you need No, if I get a, day. no, no. If I get a B shot, it might wake up. Yeah, you need one. Alonzo, yeah, some parts of me have died. Kim, but, well. What I was going to say, Sherry, about us lining up and taking those polio shots, none of us got polio. No. My thing is, I asked the lady, the nurse, I said, you giving me the B12 shot? She said, yeah. And I said, what's in it? And she was like, I just mixed it. And I was like, okay. I never asked. I just assume it's a B12. No, you're right. So right. Are you going to get the monkeypox vaccine? I don't want no, to. No, I got I... I got the damn near be talking to you, and every now and then you're here. <laughs> so Alonzo, so um, I've that's just... about the level of jokes that you need to be writing at. There you go. That's right. Right. Just see the level. That's, yeah. You don't need to go deep. When cable, Sherry, right there at the monkey level. Cable, cable TV in the nineties. Let's let's, yeah, let's keep that. Right. Not even the nineties. Go. Go deep, go, go, go back to the moms is Maybelline. Hey, I just met an old man. 
some deep stuff for Kim to just spout out and, you know, like drop some knowledge. I, Don't yes, do that. Don't no, do you that. can't. I feel, Alonzo, how do your hands feel right now? Are they cramping? They probably feel huge. <laughs> you know, he's been holding that phone for an hour. <laughs> no, I'm okay? Sherry, I can't go anywhere, Sherry. I'm on Martha's Vineyard and we found the one spot where I have a signal. So I <laughs> sit here with my iPad. <laughs> That's it. My Wi-Fi antenna is made of wood, just like everything else on this island. Got no signal. I keep. Uh, I'm. In, yeah, I'm I am in Martha's Vineyard. I keep asking Kim if she wants to come out. I was gonna pay, but now it's like too expensive for you to come well, out. Why didn't you offer that beforehand? Well, I need to see if you was gonna do it. I'm. Kind, it's kind of like God. He he don't just give you stuff. You want to see if you're gonna step out on faith and do some stuff. I said I will sure, come. Hold on. Stop, on. stop. 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 Chris, you just heard that, right? Yeah. See, I how should you have. gonna hit on how you gonna hit on Sherry when she drops in? It's kinda like God. Yeah. That kind of <laughs> right there. Yeah. The minute yeah. You, it's kinda like God. Like, oh, never mind. Never forget what I was gonna ask. <laughs> I I better not try that. Yeah. Alonzo. That's you just felt Let me let me tell you something. Alonzo. All right. There was curves all over the place. And you look at Sherry and you just feel guilty. You're like, I can't do that. I can't even think that. Let me go somewhere. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was known as a Christian girl. That was my, that was, that was. And that, but it was true though. It was true. It was. She you were, was. you were a good was, girl. It was. You were, you were and was. Everybody, what happened? I turned 50. Oh, and lost your mind. At, at, this, at this point, at 50, trying to be a good virgin what are you doing? Scoot him in. Why he's sitting there eating chicken he's wings? Eating. Oh. Um, but at this age, you know, when you get this age, it's like... Um, the show's evolved beyond chicken now, so I can't come in. You gotta chicken. lean in. I, I don't want to eat chicken. I just, he's just, he's, he's, not, he's not going anywhere. He's here, Andre. But the thing oh, about it is... Oh, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Please. We, we, you know, there's a, a limit. We got an NAACP. We do have an NAACP. a little bit. Kim just started this damn chicken eating I did on the screen. I just got a big talking to. I just want to say in your 50s, you really can't be a hoe. So I can kind of understand Jennifer Coolidge now saying, uh, you know, I may have slept with around 200 men. I At this age, you, I miss you too. My Why did you jump friend. out the way when she I went just, to hug you? Uh, no, because I haven't seen her. I've talked to her, but I haven't seen her, so I had to hug her. Okay. I do. So we're spending the night together because I have a surprise for you, um, which I was really mad. I almost canceled it because I was so mad at you and Chris. T it was Chris's Show. idea. That's right. I'm gonna call it, Chris. it was my idea. It was my idea to knock out the episode of your yeah. weekly podcast. <laughs> my bad. Podcast. Yeah, my, my mistake. Through every single week. You know the reason why we signed with Chris because he used your name. Did, when, and I like Chris. He did use his name. He used Alonzo's name. Like, like yeah, you yeah. may not know this. But sure. I mean, yeah, Alonzo. I was, yeah. When I told Kim about Chris, I said, yep. you don't know him. Well, he was really nice when I when it did the the um, show in, in St. Louis. And he took me to the sleep uh, pod where I went to sleep for an hour in salt water. And he's really nice. And I said, but he handles Alonzo Bodden. 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 Bowden. It doesn't matter. Alonzo know what's going on. I'm listening. I'm listening. Alonzo keeps the same face during the whole does. I don't care what you say. 
times I'm sitting here butt naked and he'd be like this. He got the same. <laughs> I'm coming for you. It, it gets into his processing. We, this is ain't problem with Andre. I don't know what it is about y'all real good guys. You just. Wait, Alonzo, what sign are you? Don't. Gemini. Do oh, my, oh, man. Oh, my man. That's right. Oh, that's right. right. Okay, I knew there was a reaction. See, that is the reaction. Three Gemini dudes. Every woman has had the Gemini experience that did not go well. (laughs) No, sir. You a Gemini too? Yes. Same here. Chris too. I, I, I knew, I I knew this one. Chris yeah, was a Gemini. I don't mess with no Gemini. Ooh, I don't. Ooh. I got one of them choking. <laughs> no, sir, I don't do oh, Gemini. The, the whole tune has changed now. Yeah. Hey! How you doing? I don't do Gemini's either. Who is that? Our podcast. That's Carl. Oh, okay. listen, you don't know him either. <laughs> Let me tell you about Kim's dog. She got a yip yip dog to think he's a gangster. He does. Even his growl be making you like. He only this big. But I, I do have to say, wow, I did not know you were a Gemini, Alonzo, uh, which means you got a whole completely different side that we're not aware of. Um, right. No, 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 ain't no, no. It is right. true. You have some bodies in your house. Chris, Chris is there's a dark, there's a dark side you are not aware Chris of. Chris is not. Chris got a little side that peek out every night. No, and you're Andre, not consistent. You got a strange Chris side. Chris is not consistent. Yep. And I'm going to say right now, uh, Alonzo is not consistent because you're all Gemini's. Yeah. yeah I think I'll take that. <laughs> See, I need to just not, let Lonzo go. It's not yeah. a matter of not being consistent. It's a matter of being exciting, surprising. <laughs> things, things surprising. We talked about that. Things that you don't expect. That is true. It does keep the relationship exciting when somebody else shows up. Oh, you no. mean like another person or? Yeah, like the other side shows up. You feel like you're dating two people. I knew when Alonzo drove off on that motorcycle, you that brand new motorcycle with his leather jacket. I was like, yeah, he freaky. <laughs> I, I'm telling y'all that motorcycle uh, Alonzo had was brand new. It, we was outside of Baskin Robbins, but he got to have a big motorcycle. He it's ain't no huge. Dude. No, no, it's huge. It's one of those motorcycles. It's a Harley. Yeah, well, no, it wasn't a Harley. Alonzo. No, that one was a Honda. But now, now I'm riding a BMW. But yeah, okay, I remember that, that bike. It was a great that bike. Was a, it was. Wait blue. a minute, you riding the car? No, it's a BMW. No, oh, BMW no. makes motorcycles. <laughs> That's about oh. the level of jokes that you need to write her. You understand? You got to get these little nuggets of where, when you oh. think I'm right for We are to all talking motorcycles, and you said, now nah, I got the BMW. You, oh, you got a car now? That's the okay, level. See. That's the level. <laughs> don't, don't go above the level. Just, there you go. Oh, my gosh. No, but, but uh, yeah. No, Gemini's I yeah, Y'all. See, Chris? If you stick around, the truth comes out, right? Now, see, yes. remember, 20 minutes ago in this podcast, I was all that. Now <laughs> I'm a Gemini with a motorcycle. Oh. He ain't no good. Stay yep. away from him. He got a dark side. He's <laughs> see, Chris? Right. See, they all made it sound like it was me. Like, oh, he had a shot. And then now the truth comes out. You oh, just God. have to talk long They enough. did. They downgraded long you. Long enough and the truth comes out. And you see how my shot disappeared in 20 minutes. They took you from they were what exclaiming you had a you had a doctorate level, and now you're a ju, you're a juco you're a juco dropout. Like that's what oh they did. God. But don't get me wrong, don't get us wrong. He's still that brilliance with the comedy. Everything else is downhill. Oh, Kim's Kim's still. 
Yeah, Kim's still going to submit a proposal for him to write her a special. I, I mean, that's that's still going to happen. You I get write it. this girl a comedy special? He didn't say a special. I just First of all, him. I thought we were supposed to do a special together. You are. All I, did, all I did in private, this was in private. On the podcast. On the podcast. I just said, could you, you know, write me a couple jokes or something? He said he has written for people. So I'm just seeing where is he might have been one of those comments that like, now nah, I don't punch up. I don't do none of that. But in his spare time, I said I would pay him. But now you got more money than me. Don't you come over here and offer him a couple more zeros. Okay? <laughs> she knows she knows me so well. Yeah. <laughs> She, she got like, a talk Alonzo, show. Alonzo, talk show. I ain't never known Alonzo to be like offering his writing skills. No, he didn't offer. I asked. He did not offer. But the closed mouth does not get fed. <laughs> I want to. I want to know what's going on with this going away party tomorrow. Sherry's moving to New York. There's a big party at Kim's house tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, we're having a. Oh, where you at, Alonzo? So, you and Martha's venue. So can't now, come. this is what you're going to do? Gonna announce it, and now everybody's going to be like. Why can I come? Why can I come? We're on live. You can't take it back. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Chris. I didn't say it. The Gemini did. Jesus. I said nothing about the party you were giving me tomorrow. The Gemini did. I just latched on to it and asked Alonzo if he wanted to come. Alonzo Well, but I would have asked because Alonzo is actually like when Alonzo texts me, you still have my phone number, Alonzo. Whenever he texts me, when Alonzo texts me, I go, oh my God, Alonzo. This one over here, I love. This one over here, Alonzo. He's he like in my Martha's heart. Vineyard. Damn, he landed in Martha's Vineyard. They, all my friends are there. He landed. They in Martha's Vineyard, kicking it. Sherry, me. are you Sherry? Are you going by coastal, or are you just going to New York and going to be a New Yorker? I'm in New York. Is this New Yorker bus? I'm only here for one day to hang out with her, and then I'm in New York. I, I have a place. I'm waiting for my Hertz truck to get there with the rest of my stuff, and it's we're we're I'm living there. It's, oh, okay. It's, you know, when I step out on faith, I do it. So I'm 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 having faith that this show is going to last at least long enough for this girl to come on. Damn, <laughs> she don't know. You ain't got to worry about that because the first week I'm gonna be in behind you. You know. <laughs> <laughs> They were telling me all of the guests that they had lined up for September. And I was mm -hmm. like, and then I was like, make sure you leave Kim Whitley her spot open. Because if I got to hear this girl's mouth. You get violent. I don't even want to hear her mouth. Because so I got a show coming out on Audible. So I'm going to go on. Did you do it. her Audible show at all, Alonzo? No. Kim, no, Kim? I haven't. Uh -huh. Not yet. He's going it's to a scripted, my, isn't it a scripted my, series? My they called me a long time ago. Wait, Alonzo, oh, hold on. Cause I'm Here we go. Here we go. Hold on, because Kim has a, she had a meeting with her agents. Hold on one second, Alonzo, because I have to hear what you have to say. Okay, have you, you, I asked you if you did Kim's Audible. Yeah, and I said that it seems her invitation got lost in her spam folder when she sent it to me. It is. <laughs> He's apologizing to her agents right now because she had a big, huge uh, meeting. But let me tell you about her Audible project. So your stand-up special is coming out when? It's out now. It's it out just now. came out. Came out two weeks ago. You can you can catch it when? Can you put it up again, Chris? Uh, you can just go to go to Helium Studios on YouTube, or just you can go through Alonzo Bowden. Stupid, don't get tired. It's very easy to find. There's clips all over the place. Shout out to Beth Hoops. 
and it's you can subscribe, you can check it out, and it's very funny. Also, Alonzo's Instagram at ZoFunny. There's some clips and different things like that, but you can go watch the entire special Helium Comedy Studios on their YouTube channel. So if you guys uh, go and follow Alonzo, he's I, I can't we can't say enough good things about how funny and his mind is weird. I think to be a very successful comic, and I don't and I don't say successful in terms of financial status, but the way we look at comedy comics, um, you have to your mind has to think really weird, don't you think? Alonzo, like your mind, when I look at you perform, it's like going to school. Your mind and the things that you come up with are this octagon shape that you cannot put into a circle. And it's really very cool to see how do you form, like when you come up with material. I I want to say, I want to say thank you. And, you know, you, your compliment to me was amazing when you compare me to Chappelle because I tell everyone that Dave's brain is working different than any of us. And that's why we all admire him. You know, that's why, because, so one of the things I do is I try to have a different take on something. Cause a lot of times the first thought you have is the same joke that 25 other comics have. So I may not do the first thought. I may be like, what comes after that? Or, or the, what subtlety do I notice? Something like that. I, I just, I don't want to do the quickest and easiest joke. You know, it, it's, there's always something different. And then other things, it, and you know this because you're a comic and you do it as an actor. You do it as an actor. When you get a script, you, you have to do a character and you make that character do something that the, the 25 other people who auditioned didn't do. You saw some nuance in the character or you brought your personality to it. Well, it's the same thing with comedy, right? When when I see something, what and I don't know what it is. Honestly, Sherry, I've called it the gift for a long time. People are like, how do you do it? I don't know. It's the gift. But I look at something and then I see something about it that makes me laugh. And I talk about it. And then when you say it, people are like, oh, yeah, that is, you know. So that's, um, I, I'm not totally conscious of it. It's just. I see funny in things, and and I've just learned to trust it. Sherry, to, to add on to a compliment, so I have had the pleasure, I guess over the last six years, of just you know, interviewing Alonzo whenever he comes in town, whatever else. Whenever we're all locked down, before we even started Two Funny Mamas, I think I texted Alonzo, just, I had this idea with Jack Daniels, I was like, Tiger King's big, I'll call, I'll see if Alonzo will come up. On like four hours notice, him, Mia Jackson, myself, and a comic from St. Louis, we did. We all we all wrote like five jokes each, roasting Tiger King. That's not easy. Like that's not, and he came on, blew us all out of the water, and then went and did a live stream set, uh, probably at the Laugh Factory or, or something at the time. But just to compliment and add on to what you're talking about, the guy he doesn't need to do my stupid podcast at the time, and he came on, <laughs> wrote wrote fresh material on on something topical that's you know easy to make fun of but not easy to make a good structured joke out of nailed it so just more praise for alonzo i mean i I mean that's true because i've been working with alonzo for a long we've known each other for a long time i don't even remember when that could have known each other better well you know people are just clueless we've already established (laughs) and you are a gentleman Oh, we have established that. So that it was God protecting me. 
Gemini back there. That's mm. the thing. Uh, Here's the thing. I will never have a story like Jennifer Coolidge. How cool is that <laughs> to be able to say, I did a movie about, you know, where I had sex with men and it just uh, afforded me the opportunity <laughs> to sleep with 200 men. What a story to tell. I'm going to tell you, you know who's mad at that story? Who? Porn stars. Porn stars are like, <laughs> what? What? I did 200 last year. Ain't nobody talking to me. Right. How come she famous? Yeah, she <laughs> that that's ten a year for for twenty years. Like that's so that's like probably and, 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 you. And the fact there's only one other person besides the porn stars that kept counting. That was that basketball player. Remember, Will, Ch- Will Chamberlain, that like basketball who, player. Who counts? How many people? Like when do you, or when do you start counting? When do you, do you go? Wow, you know that's been twenty. I need to keep count. Or like, what are the? I don't know. What, what was the, what was your number that you started keeping count, Sherry? I've never kept count. Cause I know. Like, I know you. I'm going. When am I gonna go to the other hand? That's <laughs> what, there she is, godly Sherry. That's fair. Let me tell you how godly I am. Was let me tell you this. Somebody got on. Um, it was on one of those serious XFM shows, and it was the, it was the, uh, what show did Jamie Foxx have? Uh, it was uh, Foxhole. Foxhole, and it was all the comics talking. And one of the comics said, "I think they were talking about what celebrity did you sleep with?" And one of the comics said, "I'll tell you who I slept with. You guys know her." And they were like, "Oh my God, who who who?" He said, "She's a talk show host." And they said, "Star Jones." He goes, "No," and they kept it. And then and then they finally were like. Sherry Shepard, and he said, "Yeah, it was Sherry." When I tell you, they blasted him. They was like, "No way, you had no chance." She was. It had a Bible with her. She would save you. She would take you to church. You, you, you in your wildest dreams slept with Sherry Shepard. And I just happened to be listening to her. somebody sent me the, the link, and I'm listening to, it and I went, "Woo!" <laughs> <laughs> they didn't believe him. No, it. But it wasn't. Yeah. It was oh. I want. I want all him. your listeners. I want all your listeners to know it wasn't on the table. The option wasn't there. It was like no, no. Jesus got that on lock. Jesus got that on lock. You ain't got no shot. Don't you wasted your time. Where where you gonna take her? Where you gonna take her? Nowhere. They running. They running church after the late show at the Chuckle I Hut. I don't think so. I'm gonna tell you. I used to come to the clubs from church. Are you oh serious? Yeah. After church service, and we had a watch night ceremony. We stayed there all night over New Year's Eve. I still got on the bus and went to do the Birdland West in Long Beach. Serious. Serious question. What, if anything? Was there a path that you just decided to go left instead of right down that Christian comedy lane? Because that's a, a I've never done a, Christian comedy. I don't do Christian comedy. You just never. Just, that was never a thought. No, never. I did churches, but I didn't. But it was just I did yeah. my regular comedy. Sure. I couldn't say I couldn't talk about my boobs or anything like that. But I, I was I just was a I was just a big Christian, and I you know. So you you are rare. I always tell no no, but I always tell the female <laughs> comics. When they ask me, they tell me I'm getting into the comedy world. What's your what's your advice? The number one thing I say to them is do not sleep with the comics because it will take you 10 years to get your reputation back it, it, because you are fresh meat. You come into the thing. You're young. You're cute. 
and you want to be respected for being on stage and being smart and funny. Do not sleep with them. Now, my friend, she didn't listen, but <laughs> and I, that joke works better when Kim is sitting here. <laughs> it works so much better when she's. But no, um, I, do, I do say that. It's, it's a distraction. And then if you, I married a comic. You remember Jet? You remember my husband, Alonzo? Yeah. Yeah. I married a comic. So brilliance in comedy, my husband was very funny. He just didn't stay in the game um, and, and see it through and push through. So I, I, I am attracted to a comic's mind. I love that. Look, you see that face Alonzo got? Same face. The stoic, said, stoic. Well, <laughs> I will say- stoic? I will say this, that Sherry is more Christian than most Christian comics. <laughs> Great point. Great. Most Christian comics. Church girl. Right, Andre, am I lying? Most Christian comics, it's the same hustle as those mega preachers, like that guy in Brooklyn who I'm a preacher, oh, but I happen no. to need a million dollars in jewelry. You know what I mean? That's the Christian comic. There's a few, but most of them is like, yeah, well, I'm a Christian comic when this gig pays this amount of money, you know. And I know that, but, but I've been asked to do Christian comedy. And I'm like, what What do I know about Christian comedy? They, You know, that... I got to tell so, you, you would be really funny doing, uh, it, getting in a church and doing comedy. Because I, I think the one um, <clears throat> thing that works against comics who say they are Christian comics is that you are in a world you know, they do a lot of churches and church folks. The one thing that they are when you come do comedy, they give you a lot of grace. They laugh at stuff that may not be as funny. Um, you do a lot of stereotypical stuff about what happens in church. And I don't think your mind gets to grow and expand mm. unless you get in a comedy club and work the, the same material. And so I think it being a Christian comic, you get a little bit stunted in your stuff. I, we used to go to a spot. I don't know if you ever went, Alonzo. It was in, or you, Andre, it was in Inglewood. It was on Manchester and Florence, Florence and Manchester. And it was a restaurant. And um, who put it on? I don't remember the comic that put it on. D. Militon or somebody like that. And he wasn't a Christian comic. He just wanted them to have fun. So a lot of Christians would come. Cat Williams used to come up in there pretty much every other week. He never did no Christian comedy and destroy. He, as a matter of fact, he talked about Christians, the hypocrite, the hypocrisy, and it was so funny. So when you say you've never done it, you would actually be hysterical. Now, Andre, I don't know if they would like your sexual midget joke, but you might be able to try it. I don't know how it would do, but. You know what, um, what has been fun here on Martha's Vineyard is how many and you know i do npr stuff and there's a remarkable number of npr fans to where i'm going to tell npr like there's a lot more black people listening than you think absolutely i listen to npr absolutely yeah. i'll listen to npr which is great it's it's um it's Can fun you write an npr joke for kim because i'd love to i really just slip sherry in. sherry <laughs> sherry slip in an npr joke why huh? would get me in trouble with Kim? I, she, you won't even get in trouble. She's gonna do it. She just won't know what it means. <laughs> she's not gonna reject the joke. He was gonna be like, oh, because she's gonna think it's something with monkeypox. Well, and she's gonna do it. And she'll call it the NPR. 
too. <laughs> like, oh, I was gonna say something. No, no, but um, no. <laughs> uh, you asked, what's the difference between clean comedy and Christian comedy? Christian comedies, they specifically they talk about God. Clean comedy is just clean comedy. But when you but when you, you can still do it in a Christian venue, if it's you can, clean. yeah, oh, for sure. A lot of Christians don't like regular secular comics coming into the churches doing stand up because they feel you're taking funds away from them. Like, you know, when T.D. Jakes will have a Christian, he will have a night of comedy and T.D. Jakes will have Earthquake there and all of these big comics. And the Christian comics get really upset because they feel like I've made a stand. I've come out of that world into the world to talk about God and I work hard. But yet you get these people who are out in the world doing comedy. And that's, you know, sometimes where I feel like a Christian comic, you know, you got to expand and hit the clubs because in a club setting, you find out if that material works. So if you come out there wanting to do something about Ephesians 17, then you have to, like you said, Andre, excuse me, because Andre, you do it. And like you said, Alonzo, you got to think outside the box of, of what a regular person would say about a a scripture in the Bible. You got to educate the audience on what what that means in the Bible, what that scripture means. And you got to be really kind of clever the way you couch it. And when you just go into a church where they like, amen, hallelujah, bless your soul, you doing comedy. (laughs) You don't get beyond that. So I know a lot of Christian comics, if they're listening, might be a little upset with me, but I think that's That's fair. But that's that's true of any niche, right? Any niche you drop into, if you only do that, it's like doing colleges, right? If you only do colleges, when you have to talk to adults, you might be a little off, you know, or or people who get locked into a cruise set. And that's and they, the cruise. People on cruises, they even talk about dry land comedy. That's when you know you've been doing cruises for a long time, when you start referring to it as dry land comedy. You know, this is my dry land set. It's like, wow, you've been out there a long time. <laughs> that's, that's very, very, you know, Come the home. thing about is I, I admire cruise ship comedy because you've got to be able to make the 80-year-old laugh, the 16-year-old laugh, the 40-year-old, and an 8-year-old. That's a hard thing to do. I saw one girl who was very, very funny. I saw her dirty set, and I saw her set where the 8-year-old was heckling her. And I told her, I said, you, the eight, you're funny, but you got to get off these cruise ships. And get into the clubs so you can really see how your stuff works. Going into a comedy club, if anybody's out here listening and you think you want to try comedy, you got to get into the clubs. They will let you know if you're funny. Like with T.I., you can't just go to the Barclay Center and get up in front of an arena full of people, you know. And, now, and if you really want to find out if you're funny, go to a black club. Oh my Exclusively. god. What do you think about doing what was your what's your craziest experience at a black club, Lonzo? Oh, okay. You you're gonna make me tell my brother's this is my brother's favorite story in my entire career. So um early on, and I'm talking when I say early on, I think I might have been in my second year. I was opening for Tommy Davidson, and the people from the Apollo Comedy Hour saw me and they said we want you to do the Apollo Comedy Hour. Now, mind you, this is in 94, right? This is when Def Jam is the biggest thing on earth. So I'm going to do the Apollo Comedy Hour, which is a TV show. So I have to do a clean set, right? So 
I, you know, I'm from New York, but my career, I started in LA. So it's my first time working in New York. I get there and I, I hook up with Keith Robinson and talent and that whole crew. Right. Wow. And they're going to take me around to work my set for the Apollo comedy hour, clean, clean set. So we go to a place called the Manhattan proper. It was a club on Linden Boulevard, Sherry, 10 minutes from where I grew up. Literally, I used to walk to the McDonald's that's behind this club when I was a kid, right? I am, I, this is my triumphant trip home. I went up there. They didn't just boo me off the stage. They booed me out of the club onto the sidewalk. They, they would not allow me. <laughs> when they talk about Sherry Shepard's in the building, Alonzo was out of the building. It was like, make sure he gets out of the building. We don't want him in the building. But, but I bounced back and the Apollo set went great. But that night was, I, that was one night I'll never forget. And then another night in LA, I went to the Black Expo, right? And this is back in the days of pagers. And I went to some <laughs> club, I don't remember what, it, but it was a black club. And I was making jokes about how the busiest aisle at the, at the um, Expo was the pager aisle. And we know there ain't that many black doctors around, although medicine is involved and all of that. I, nothing, nothing. nothing. They, they had, as far as they were concerned, I had turned on the black race and I was the worst. And then there was a, uh, there was a, a casket maker and he said, die with the black man. And I was like, do we really have to advertise that? I was like, do we need ads for that? I think we're dying with the black man good enough without advertising. Nothing. I mean, Sherry, you know when you when you're up there bombing and you're looking for the light, you're waiting for you're like where's the light? Where's the light? That that five minutes is still going on. That five minutes took six hours to get through. <laughs> that is the worst when you and I want to let Andre give his horror story because he went came up in the Chicago um, uh, clubs with Cheryl Underwood and a bunch of comics out there. But it's the worst when you bomb. Your tongue gets fat in your mouth, <laughs> dry as all get up. Your tongue is white stuff just appears on your tongue. It is so your breath immediately stinks. Cold you sweat. Musty under your arms. Every part of your body that has an orifice, sweat is pouring out. Don't use that word in Kim's set. You don't know what it means. Thank it you. is pouring out of every hole in your body. You start talking so fast. And you try to slow down, but you talk faster. Your hand shakes. Please don't let the crowd see your hand shaking. It is the worst. You and you're dying. What's your worst horror story in the black and black? And we say black clubs because black people just they they don't give woo. And we'll even dissect that a black audience versus a white audience. What's your horror story? Okay. And then, Chris, you can give your horror story at a black club. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was at the Laugh Factory in June, <laughs> and I had to and I had to go up and open with this other dude for ten minutes while the uh, star while the stars of the show uh, just took their time uh, hanging out backstage. Sorry, go, Andre. You had those yellow pants on. <laughs> yeah. He's talking about our podcast, uh, Alonzo, and we had him and Andre open up. And, you know, Chris, you was good. They loved you. Yeah. What was your horror story? Okay. I first moved out here 
we had missed the Def Jam auditions. Cheryl had to work. She was, Cheryl she was Underwood a, she was from, receptionist the, at from CBS's The Talk. Yeah. Yes. I just bought a new car, so we found out that the, uh, uh, the guy who books it had a spot, the Peppermint Lounge in, in New York. So I like, well, I just bought this new car. Let's, it only take a hundred bucks to let's drive. Cause I just drove from Chicago with a hundred bucks. So I'm like, Hey, another hundred, we can drive on back to New York. So we drove to New York. I don't know. I always end up going first. So I did, I get, didn't get a chance to fill the room. This is when Jabos and Tim's was the, the, the joint. I'm from Chicago. I'm slicked up in a suit. Everybody else, Jabos, Tim's and hoodies. <laughs> and you look like a pimp. That's what you look like. All right. Yeah, they booed me just for walking on stage in a suit. It was downhill from there. <laughs> you keep working out of it. I said, give it up for the ladies. They're like, F these hoes. I'm like, oh, okay. New York is different. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah, are, yeah. horrible. So I didn't get Dev Jam. I need this to say. <laughs> and I mine. I'm a, you didn't, I never did see you on Dev Jam. Did I did. There used to be a club called The Townhouse. Yeah, I remember the townhouse. I remember that. The yep. townhouse, it was like in near Inglewood, near the airport, the uh, JF uh, LAX airport. And this is this was black, black, blackity, black, black night. And um, Joe Torrey was the host mm. at the shows at uh, the townhouse. And if you don't know Joe Torrey, rent on Netflix Fat Tuesday, and you'll find out Guy Torrey uh, it's on started. Am Amazon. It's on, is it on Amazon? Yeah. Guy Tori started it, but he talks a lot about his brother Joe. Joe was also in uh, what's the movie with Janet Jackson and Tupac? Yeah. Uh, poetry. What was the movie? Yeah. Uh, what was it called? <laughs> we know. Okay. Well, anyway, just Joe Tori. Remember the townhouse, Kim? The townhouse. Oh, U.S. Moore and Juan Ooh, Dex. Yes, honey. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I, we're talking about our bombing story. So you have to give your your worst story with with a black crowd. You never bombed with a black crowd because they liked you so much. I've never bombed with a. Kim always had her dimples. I'm gonna talk about I you. How I have bombed though? I because I don't know what bombing is. You, and when I'm gonna tell silent? you what. Yeah. So when they no, but when they want you to get off the stage and they won't laugh at anything that you do. But I'm gonna tell you why you don't that why you've never bombed at a black club, Kim. I was at the townhouse. Poetic was, Justice was the movie, by the way. Sorry. Poetic Justice. That's who Joe Torrey was. He played the guy who liked Regina King. Uh -huh. um, he used to always comb his hair, brush his hair. So anyway, Joe Torrey was hosting it. It was a night. And I was used to doing white clubs. I was doing the, I was at the comedy store as a regular. I was doing a lot of clubs in West Hollywood with a lot of the boys. And I was doing that kind of material. They loved it. I didn't do a lot of black clubs. So I talk like this all the time. I was like, hey, everybody, how you doing? What What's going on? And I, I, that's how I talked. And talked. Deep, talked. With that's it. how you talk. talked. Talked. What, what is orifice? Okay, that's what I thought. All right. So <laughs> you, see, you know the level you got to write at? Uh, Alonzo said he's going to write your NPR joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It, it always works better when she's here. You see? Mm, you see? It does. It does. <laughs> you have a live, live example. And in the MBR joke that he does, you're doing characters. So this is great. <laughs> <laughs> it just works better when my other half is here. So we're at the townhouse, 
And uh, I'm sitting there and I, I, I have been getting heckled at the Comedy Act Theater when Mike, when Michael and Sharon would put me up last. And I was just so tired of getting heckled because I never had any comebacks. Cheryl Underwood, literally, y'all see Cheryl Underwood on the talk, but Alonzo, you know this. Cheryl Underwood wasn't nothing to mess with. On no, no, no. Cheryl talk, would destroy you. Destroy, destroy you. Y'all don't even, if you watch the talk and you see Cheryl, she be smiling nah, 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 and just dancing. Cheryl Underwood didn't play. Cheryl Underwood, if you said anything and tried to heckle Cheryl, Cheryl Underwood, Andre, <laughs> Uh, you see, okay, thank you. All right, Cheryl Underwood, somebody vicious. Cheryl Underwood from CBS is the talk. Uh, somebody tried to heckle her. I don't remember if it was a knife involved with Cheryl or she said she was gonna knife somebody. I don't know what Cheryl did, but she shut that crowd down and killed. I had to follow Cheryl Underwood where you can hear people stomping on the floor with their feet after stopping. following Cheryl Underwood. It's some comics you, just, you can't follow. Stomping, the stomping, I would not. I would have gotten sick. Is this, and it's okay to say, I can't follow that comic. I didn't think, I was like, I can follow Cheryl. It's going to make me better. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God, that is hilarious. And I have been working on my heckler jokes to handle hecklers. Because people would always, this is when my boobs, you remember that, Andre and Alonzo, stuck up under my chin. I had these really acute porno All real. They're really big. Right now, they're older. You can't even see them on frame. That's, I'm older. But they were older. <laughs> Long my boots up. You remember, Alonzo had big boots. So I must, and I had been working on heckler lines because people's always like, show us your titties. Oh, look at them old titties. And I never had anything to say. So I worked on this heckler line and I was working on it in the mirror and I said, you couldn't afford to put my titties on layaway. You'd have to pay, you'd have to pay every week. If you wanted these titties, it don't even sound good now. But that was <laughs> that Kim's was face. <laughs> Look at Kim's face. That was my response when they were gonna say you couldn't even afford to put my titties on layaway because you'd have to pay every week. And I had it down. I said I wish somebody would. Actually, I was thinking my thoughts. I wish somebody would talk about my breasts. I'll get them. My breasts. My breasts. I, I didn't even say titties. Yeah, it's Christian. Yeah. So Cheryl Underwood got off that stage. They were stomping, and I was like, Yeah, I'm ready for them. I am ready for them. And I get on that stage, I get on that stage and I was like, how's everybody doing? I, uh, my boyfriend wanted to give me flowers for Valentine's day. And then he came and I said, where's my flowers? And he said, uh, before I could get them, the light turned green. That was like my biggest, like my big joke that worked over in West Hollywood. Cause he was poor and the light turned green and you know, nobody laughed. And then all of a sudden they started going boo. Boo! And I was like, wait a minute, just give me a chance, God. And then somebody was like, well, you'll be funny if you show us them big ass titties. And I was like, oh, you, go. you couldn't even, the layaway wouldn't even pay every week if you want to see these titties. <laughs> when I tell you Joe Tory came and got me off the stage, he's like, it's time to go. What? Sin, man. When I tell you, I, the walk, because you know Joe, walk, if, yeah. if you would walk past Joe, Joe didn't care if you was the woman he was sleeping with. He gonna talk, he about, gonna talk about you. And not only talk about you, disseminate you. Disseminate. Yes. Disseminate you. <laughs> Decimate. It works so much better when she's here. That's why I love it. <laughs> Decimate. Oh, is it? It's not Alexa. Let's no, no, leave Alexa out of this. No, no. 
Alexa, what is disseminate? <laughs> That's not a word. The verb disseminate is usually defined as to scatter or spread widely, as though sowing seed, promulgate extensively, broadcast. So he dispersed. was broadcasting and spreading seed. What is decimate? Alexa, what is decimate? The word you meant to use. <laughs> so much better than Alexa, Alonso. Yeah, yeah, Alexa just does. Never been on a podcast this long. I know, and he's holding the phone. He's he gonna, is, he's gonna be. He is being a hostage. Alonzo actually had a show that he's supposed to be at he's, forty-five minutes. He missed. <laughs> he, he missed his ice cream date in <laughs> an hour ago. Are we oh, keeping no, you, Alonzo? Are no. we? Okay, no, so I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go. I'm gonna I'm go gonna to gonna the theater go. and I'm gonna tell them that that Sherry Shepherd is ready to disseminate them. Here she comes. Here she comes. Don't put me in the same category. Wait, Alonzo, she said it all hard. Disseminate. disseminate. <laughs> <laughs> I make one mistake, and you have a little grace and mercy, is what I say. You know. So anyway, I, I, Joe is the type that he would talk about his mother it just it yep. destroy her so when he got me off the stage he said it's time to go he didn't even say it like that i kind of remember bitch get off the stage that kind of talking <laughs> from joe tory so i get off the stage and i'm walking they all booing me joe talked about me so bad and then i think i started running <laughs> i think i started running to the back and not running to because i was scared just like i was trying to get away from joe yeah. and he said put the light on her Put the light on her. If you don't run <laughs> 10 years ago, maybe you'd have been funnier. It was, I mean, and I went in the bathroom. And the thing about when you bomb on stage, the other comics don't want to be around you. It's almost like the bomb is contagious. So nobody, and literally Jamie Foxx was there. D.L. Hughley was there. Joe Torrey was there. Yvette Wilson, who used to play in Dale on, um, on Brandish, on Moesha. Uh, I, I can't think, uh, Chris Tucker was there. These are all, oh, the, we, used to hang at the we all used to hang at the comedy clubs. They were all there. Cheryl Underwood was there. Nobody talked to me. Cause other comics don't want to get that stench. They don't want to talk to the person that bombed. That bombed. So I went in the bathroom and I cried. I, I cried uh-huh. so hard. Uh-huh. And so as I was leaving, DL said, DL said to me, where you going girl? And I said, they don't like me and I'm not coming back. And he said, if you don't come back, you're never going to get on the stage again. You got to come back. Um, And it was because of D.L. Hughley that I came back the next week. And I stood in the mirror, and this is what I practiced. I'm going to the store. 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 I'm going. I did. And I practiced lowering my voice because I read people consider you more powerful or more confident when your voice is lower. And I and I relax. So I scream on here because Kim <laughs> don't listen to me and Andre and uh, <laughs> my friend, my is, oh, and I get brought into it. <laughs> yeah, because you don't listen either. And then mm. Kim's voice is low. We just need low voices. <laughs> you really be thinking it's too funny, man. It's true. If you don't, if you bomb and don't get back on the stage, you'll, you'll never, never get, on. get on. And because yeah. the but here's said the thing. That, I'm on the next week. Okay, Alonzo. Here's the thing about that, Sherry. Every, now you have your own show with your name on it. Everybody who was at the townhouse was like, you know, I saw her in 1991 at the time. They are all bragging about that night. They were your best friend. 
They knew you were going to be a star, right? I mean, that's that's how people go. It fl it flipped. Anyone who was there that night is going to talk about how great you were and how they knew it and they saw you before this, before that. I I had a similar experience in bombing in a black club, and Cedric said to me, Cedric said, "Man, don't even worry about that." He Cedric, said, Cedric the Entertainer. Cedric the yes, Entertainer. He said. Yeah. He said, you already working on Sunset. He said, they would kill to work on Sunset. You're already there. So that helped me a lot because it was, what I got from black comics in that day from the pros was to keep doing, keep doing what I did. Don't try to do something that's not me. Like don't try to be Def Jam when you're not. Just do, you do you. And I stuck with it. And when I, when I won last comic, then a lot of the black audiences that didn't like me suddenly supported me because one of us won the show, right? One of oh, us beat you won, their own you show. Won last comic standing, and yeah. you were you were amazing in the competition. And it is true, and that's for that's anything in life. Push through and don't try to be anything else. Because my problem was I was trying to be Cheryl Underwood, and I almost got my ass kicked trying to get on stage and be in Cheryl Underwood. Because I told somebody, bitch, shut up and do it. And she was like, bitch, what? And I was like, I was trying to be like Cheryl Underwood. I'm sorry. <laughs> I nipped that in the bud so quick. She left the club and was oh, going to get her gun. And they, and they told me this again. I was at the townhouse. And Joe was like, you need to leave because she coming back. And I was like, I just was trying to be like Cheryl. And I learned that night, like you say, Alonzo, you can't be what you think they want. You have to be authentically yourself, Yes. which is, and that's just in life. And and what I want to say about Whitley is Kim, you never bomb where people, because Kim would come in the, this is the thing that I love about Kim Whitley. She always, and this was back in the nineties because Kim was doing commercials all the time. That's where you saw her at. She was like, I don't, why did you stop booking commercials? Did you just stop going up for commercials? As yeah. she as she got out of her teens in the 90s, she moved on to TV and moved. No, but she, no, no, literally, Chris, you would see Kim in every daggone commercial. All the comics were like, man, how do you do that? But Kim would walk into the comedy act and she would light up the room. She had those dimples, which just work for her. She was so pretty, but I don't want to say everything was because she was pretty. Um, but she would walk in the room. She was this attractive woman, but it was the joy of her spirit that would shine through. And so when Kim would get on stage, she didn't know she wasn't funny. She just had a fearlessness. Well, you, I mean, you know, we all go through that, Kim. But Kim got on stage and had a fearlessness about her that was part naive, naivete, mm -hmm. part just, I'm excited to be here, part, I just want to have fun. And it just was infectious. And I think that even people who said, this girl ain't funny, she was so <laughs> joyful. Because I was sitting back there and watching go, she don't never be bombing. Ain't nobody ever wanted to stab her. Nobody ever come back with a gun. No woman confronting her. Why I got to go through all this bullshit? Because I'm bigger she, than you. <laughs> well, that's also true. That's also true. No, lovable. Biggest comics out there. You and Leslie were physically, Leslie Jones from Saturday Night yes, Live. Yes. You two are physically the yep. biggest comics. <laughs> but but here's the thing, and Kim has this, and like you said, you can't you can't not get it because Kim radiates it. Lovable will beat funny. 
If yes. you walk yes. on that stage and they just love you, it's like if you look at a young Dave Chappelle, he looked funny just walking. Before he said That's a word, funny. he That's looked true. funny. <clears throat> you were just like, yeah, this guy's going to be funny. He had that loping gait and the yes. kind of head bob. And you just, he didn't say a word. You just looked at him and you were like, this guy's going to be funny. You just <laughs> blew Kim's mind. Explain what loping Kim's trying to figure out how he brought a gate on stage. Like, what is that? <laughs> no, no. Kim said he eloped. <laughs> Alonzo, don't you listen to me. I'm, I am a graduate of Fisk University. Oh, God. Oh, here we go. I graduated. Boom, boom. Thank you, Lord. If you graduated <laughs> from Fisk, how are you not on Martha's Vineyard this month? You know, no, you're absolutely right. And the only reason I'm telling you I'm still fighting with it, because all my friends are there. I went last year, and I said I want to take my son every year. year to this experience. And I'll be honest with you, if it, for some reason his school starts right on the 15th, if it's oh. not a school, I'm trying to get him another school. I got that Baltimore gig, which nobody, so I did not plan properly because you got to get the houses ahead of time. And I said every year, and then all my friends are like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. I tell you, my How sister said she will watch Joshua. But this is the problem. I did not plan. That means I would have to take him when you're there. I got to take him out of school. All right. And this is a... Alonzo, this is that, when you're a single mom. This yeah. is why we ain't on the road. Because I would take him in. <laughs> I didn't put him in summer school this year because I said I wanted to start traveling internationally with my son at eight, nine years old. Then the pandemic hit. So that I never... So this summer, I took him out of summer school. He didn't go to school. And I took him uh, on a European adventure. So I was like, do I also... You know, Mother July gone. Do I also do August and take him out of school? And so I was like, you know what? Let's. Damn, I love Martha's Vineyard. It was good for Mama and the baby. Yeah, she had. Uh, she had Joshua jumping off the bridge. Yep, and he had. He had black friends, white friends. He was safe. It was. You know what? Yeah, when I'm she taking, says he I'm was taking, safe, I'm taking him. I'm she never him. saw Joshua. Right. She right. left Joshua and yeah. Jerome Island. I never saw him because even I told you I met the family. Yes. This friend of mine who's a director. And you met Thelonious White Monk. Guy, Thelonious. You met the, you met Thelonious. He she met Thelonious Monk. First of all, Thelonious Monk. His his son. Oh, I his, met his yeah, son. I know. I, I, thought I, he, well, I didn't know he was dead. She thought okay, she met this is, a whole, this is a whole thing. The whole podcast, Alonzo. She's saying I met Thelonious Monk. And Chris and I were like, Is he uh, we thought he was dead. She's like, No, nah, he ain't dead because I met him. I talked to him. <laughs> I did. She met Theo. She met Theo Jr. I, I yeah. did. I did. I messed up. Well, I listen. Yeah, I got. I got respect for single moms, and I was just in Montreal. I was at the festival, and one night we had a nine-year-old kid in the front row, and of course we all cracked on it and and you know made fun of terrible parenting, right? But after the show, we met the mom, and she said. Same thing Kim was saying. She wanted her son to have all these experiences. So whenever she did something, she would take him. Wow. See? Well, I tell you, that's a really great thing because you didn't know a comic, Alonzo. Her name was Lynn Henderson. She played, uh, whenever you would see a black paramedic with braids on ER, mm -hmm. it was Lynn Henderson. And Lynn Henderson had her son Tanner always at every open mic she could. He was strapped on her back as a baby. And I kept saying, Lynn, you got him at, and this waitresses at the comedy store 
would watch Tanner as a toddler. Um, and she always had him. And she said, I don't have a, her thing was, I didn't have a babysitter. But because she exposed Tanner to so much artistic creativity, he was around so many comics. Tanner is now a director. He is EP and something that's on Hulu now. Um, and he's a really great director. He's won awards wow. because his mind. And I go, damn it. I should have had Jeffrey. Had them waitresses <laughs> watching Jeffrey. Damn <laughs> this boy don't want to come out of his room playing video games. <laughs> Experiences. So, but I want, I want Alonzo to go back to being lovable. Why that's funnier. You were talking about Dave Chappelle because you have that, Kim. So keep going. Yeah, people, when people love you, on stage, then they just go with you. I remember um, Andy. my first my first deal with NBC, you know, way back, I don't know. I say my first deal, like I had more than one. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but the casting guy from NBC, he said, I cast likable over funny because I'm asking the audience to invite you into their living room every week. Wow. 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 That's pretty cool. That's why, you know, and so that I think you, you, and have, then, uh, and then mm -hmm. Sherry Shepard proceeded to become the first black woman on Friends. And I said, I know her. I know her. <laughs> yes. I'm Rhonda and these aren't real. Um, but that is what Kim has always had is the lovable factor. Don't you agree, Andre? Kim gets up on stage and that, and that is what Kim has because I get more comments from our viewers of why are you, why are you so mean to Kim? And if you watch Kim, Kim is mean to me, but because she's so lovable, every time she mean, people don't see it. All they see is dimples. Kim will get on me. <laughs> That's all, this is all they see. They will go I, and see, let me tell you something about, about this podcast. Uh, Alonzo, I begged Kim to do it. Literally begged her for three years to do this podcast. She was mean to me then. She only did it because we was in a pandemic. We've been doing the podcast. I researched it, did the work. I she said, took 51%. I took 51% because Kim didn't even want to be involved. She was like, just tell me when and show up. So somebody had to play the straight part, the straight character, because we can't have two crazy uh, women on the podcast. So I play the straight person. Kim's all over the place. Let me tell you, Alonzo, Kim puts her feet in the camera when she gets her ADD. Did you see what she's doing right now? She's sucking on a water bottle. She done been asleep. She done sucked on a water bottle. She gets up and leaves. She eats chicken on the podcast. And I'll say to Kim, why are you sucking on that water bottle? Put the water bottle down. We're trying to be professional. And everybody goes, why are you so mean to Kim? <laughs> That's the best Kim. part. Your foot in does she not put her foot in the camera, Chris? Oh, I've seen a heel, I've seen the side of the foot, each toe. She, we've seen each toe. <laughs> I'm not even gonna comment, I'm not gonna answer what you just said. If y'all caught it, listeners, then that was a gem that you got. Uh, I want to keep my talk show, so I'm not going to make a comment on what she just said. So, what did she what, say? I'm not gonna tell, we have to tell you off, you off camera. Yeah. But let me tell you, once you get into the corporate game, <laughs> Chris, no mountain like Chris. So I can't any, I be, cannot imagine. There'll be none of that Michael Che behavior going on here. <laughs> you and Michael Che got away with it because it was on SNL. When you do a talk show, 
no sir all politics i can only do politics with my friends um but so Cam, I, listen i i hate to do this there it is i have to leave my my ipad is down to five percent <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to just disappear. You guys think something <laughs> happened to me? <laughs> Incredible. Alonzo, thank you. Incredible. We love you. But can you put up Alonzo's uh, flyer? We sure more? can. Absolutely. So people will know you got to see. He is brilliant. Alonzo Biden. Bolden. What I say? I've been calling Alonzo Biden. Biden for the last 30 That's years. It. I know. Alonzo <laughs> Bowden. She calls me Chris Denham still. He ain't never corrected, ain't never corrected me. Alonzo Bowden. I was hypnotized. I, I didn't know what to say. I was hypnotized by her beauty. Oh, look at you. I love there you he so is. much. There's that Gemini. It's on YouTube. It's called Stupid Don't Get Tired. And Alonzo Bowden is, it don't even sound he's right. In a great it don't even sound right, Alonzo Bowden. Yeah, Thanks, Kim. Uh, but you got to, when we're telling our fans, uh, you got to watch Alonzo Bowden. He is absolutely amazing. He's Give brilliant. Give him the hits on YouTube. Give him the hits on YouTube. Leave him the comments. Tell him you saw him on Two Funny Mamas, so maybe he will come back and uh, write no, for Kim. No, now he got to come back with okay. Charger. I, 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 absolutely, I absolutely love both of you. I have forever. And if by some chance late one night you just slip in and say, I want to try that Gemini that I was going to try 10, 15 years ago, my number is still the same. My number is still the same. That's right. Okay, well, Alonzo, I'm going to hit you up and follow him at Zo Funny. That's where you can follow Instagram at Zo Funny, everything else at Alonzo Bowden. Really, I love you guys, Sherry. We've talked about doing this, so I'm so glad we actually got to do it. I will find you in New York. I still go back east now and then. Oh, and, and Kim, I'm going to follow the UPS guy. And when he <laughs> slips in, I'm going to follow him in the gate. That's how I'm going to get in. I'm going to follow I'm gonna follow the guy in the brown shorts. So I know how to get in that gate. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. I love you. This is phenomenal. This, you made my day. Without It's not even oh. close. You made my oh. day. Thank you. Have a good show tonight. Have a great show, Alonzo. We love you. And I'm telling you. I'm gonna let them know tonight that Sherry Sherry Shepherd said she canceled. She ain't coming. And <laughs> Kim Whitley's Kim taking Whitley, her place. Kim Whitley taking her place. Oh my, it's gonna sell uh, out. That's funny. I love you guys. Thank you so much, Chris. Take care. And Chris, I don't have to tell you to tell Bethany to uh, post this. There's one thing I don't have to worry about is asking Beth to post this. I'm pretty sure she's going to handle it. We got it covered. We got to go and follow. Hey, and Alonzo's coming to your town. He's on the jazz. It's the, the jazz cruise on land. I know he's coming to St. Louis soon. He's always doing stuff with uh wait, wait, don't tell me the NPR tour. Do yourself a favor. If you see him coming to your town, go, uh, go spend the evening with him and watch some comedy. And say bye to Andre Alonzo. You got to poke your head in Take care, brother. Keep your head down and um, keep your hands away from Sherry Shepard. You know better than that. <laughs> Going back there, trying to kiss no, on Sherry Shepard. Shout out, shout out to everybody watching at home. This is a surprise live show on a Friday. Kim and Sherry, great show. We'll uh, we'll be back next week, huh? We'll be back next week. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. Love you, Lonzo. Love you, Andre. Love you guys. See you, Andre. Take care. I'll call you back in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Bahamas. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians, Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist, Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Funky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.